Yeah! It's the world famous late night grin, fellas. How y'all doing? <laughs> I can't believe I got through that. <laughs> Holy shit, the sound was like it changed. The sound just didn't I couldn't handle it. I don't know how that sounded for the people at home, but I have something to say to that, shoot. I won. I just got a text from my wife on the other end of the, from the other end of the house that says you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Worth noting, like that's a huge house you're talking about too, right? Oh like, yeah, some land. I mean, she's yeah. on the other wing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the code yeah, man, the code man wing of the house. <laughs> someone's gonna listen to that on headphones. You're gonna blow their ears out. Sorry to hear that. Hmm? <laughs> that's, yeah. what that's that's the adequate response for them. Folks, it is the late night crew. It's the great confirmed shoot. Mentioned before that. Uh, well, after that incredible opening. Uh, we're all happy and all that. Real triumphant. Capping off a great week at the R-Fresh Stadium for us in the All Elite Fleet. Um, Bob, are you going to ruin tonight or are you going to be with us in licking the boat? No, I enjoyed Rampage uh, quite a bit. Very good yeah. show. Yeah. Oracle. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! Right, just just yeah, oh, hell. Know, I, I think we all have a combined of uh, maybe you know ten hours of sleep. Uh, I, I think we're ready for this. Um, I'm not so sure I am, but you know we'll see. Uh, we you know we got some things to cover. We got rampage uh, uh, a little bit later on. I'll, I'll bring up some some uh, Owen Hart discussion, which is a topical mm-hmm. thing this week. So. You know, we've we've got a fun show. Uh, hopefully, better than our shit show on Wednesday night. So, yeah, yeah this is a bounce back show. Um, Goldie says, "Are we going four hours?" I hope not. I have oh. a world heavyweight title fight to attend later. So, can we please go free? <laughs> <We're> going <laughs> free? Can, yeah, can I? <laughs> Which can means I we're say? probably going about three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Start wrapping up at three. Get off at three forty. Um, Bob, Bob DM me earlier. I was like, you know, we're all kind of tired. We don't have to do a long show tonight. And I just told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, fair. Should we? Uh, it feels like that show is more than good enough for us to do a formal review. Like we oh, yeah. I loved that show. Mm-hmm. Right. Because obviously, normally with Rampage, we kind of talk in generalities, and that's fine. But this was a different show, unique show. This was a grand slam, so to speak. Um, Opener. Didn't expect it to be open. I actually thought it was going to be the hour mark match. So that, that, that popped me. Sam Punk, Powerhouse Hobbs. I had spoken in pretty good detail about how important this match was for Hobbs, and I would say that he passed. I think there is clearly stuff for him to smooth out and work on. I think the biggest like uh, challenge for Hobbs is keeping that raw element to his game without being unpredictable. If that makes any sense, right? You need to have a certain reliability. I thought he was really good here. Um, Punk looked excellent. I thought, man, I've all he's all of his stuff. He literally just looked like Punk of yesteryear. It was it was very very impressive. I thought physically what he delivered here. Hobbs has all the tools. I love what he did when the match really got into the the, the conclusion. There, I thought it was a very good match. My one thing, as well as the the point I made earlier about saying, well, like, I think if he can. Um, add some juice to his heat segments and when he's in control, I think it'll help his matches a lot. But 
I'm also cool with him just just mean mugging and talking shit to the people because I think he was tremendous here. Really, really liked the match. Shoot, I assume this was right up your street. Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, they had the one thing they kind of messed up, um, but Hobbs was okay, so it didn't. I didn't, didn't take me out of the match yeah. or anything. That that Hurricane Rana. Um, but yeah, I thought it was tremendous. Um, I really liked the commentary team tonight. Um, Ricky's very good on commentary. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he can be a little quiet sometimes, but uh, but for the most part, I think he adds a lot to the show. Punk looked great. Um, you know, I think we kind of solidified that. I mean, we weren't that. I don't think we were that worried about it anyway because we talked about that. You know, I mean, yeah. he wasn't. You know, I don't want to insult him and say he wasn't athletic, but you know, that wasn't his game. I mean, he just looked like CM Punk. Yeah. I mean. The I, I think the tights were good or the trunks were a good call. Um but yeah, I mean I I just thought it was really good. I don't have like a, a real in-depth breakdown of it. I, it was exactly what it needed to be. I thought Hobbs looked good. Um mm-hmm. Punk looked like he got the shit kicked out of him at the end of the match, which is what you want. You know, Punk won, yeah. but but you could tell Punk was in a war. Um yeah, I mean I hope we're still I you know, they didn't really do anything in terms of telling us if we're going on to Starks. I hope we are, but yeah, CM Punk is going to have a hell of a run. Credit to him also for what an incredible contrast it is to go from Derby, who's the biggest bumper in the promotion, to Hobbs, where he had to play that role. And that's not a discredit to Hobbs. He's a big man, right? That's the way it should be. Um, no, I, you know, I, absolutely, absolutely, I love the dynamic of him going after the leg and trying. It was just good old pro wrestling. That's what Punk was bringing to this promotion, right? Oracle, yep. you talked about this before his debut. The idea that Punk's psychology and just the the core element that he is just good at pro wrestling is still the case, right? Yeah, and and <clears throat> honestly, the thing that I noticed the most about this match is how he worked it so differently. Not just because he was working a bigger guy, but he he worked in the classic CM Punk signature offense tonight slash Wednesday, but we'll say tonight, mm-hmm. and. He didn't really do that against Darby. You know, he, he worked a different match. Uh, he worked at, you know, he, he just, he changed it up. He he hit his classic terrible elbow, which I think he's kind of aware of. Yeah. And he was like laughing up on the top rope. That's the and, charm of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like, it, it, he just, he's so smart. He's, he's just a smart wrestler. We've we've said it ad nauseum. He doesn't always hit everything perfect, but it doesn't. The way he knows how to switch things up based on his opponent, uh, you know, based on who he's working. His selling was excellent. He he did the kind of underdog punk stuff that 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 you know, I actually really like. Like I love heel punk, but I think he's really good at working underdog. Like if, if you remember the Mark Henry series from uh, the month after WrestleMania twenty eight. Uh, which was very good. Um, you know that was that was a great series. Um, this was noticeable to me, and I saw other people point it out. And it's a small thing, but it is legitimately something that I love. And that's Hobbs gear. That gear was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's some of the best gear I've I've ever seen. That that gear made him look like a star. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. you know that. That does go a long way. Oh yeah, that um, shit matters. Like, 
Yeah. People want to make fun of you when you say that matters. That yeah. absolutely matters. It yeah, matters it all matters. Than, it yeah, totally it, does. It matters more than a lot of the shit we talk it, about, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> it totally does because, you know, for the four of us fucking nerds, you know, we, we sit there yeah. and whatever, you know, there, there are, you know, some fans out there that don't know who he is. And when they see gear like that, absolutely. that, that makes yeah. that, that, that adds to his, you know, mm-hmm. legitimacy. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a great, great choice of gear there. Um, he was good in the match. You know, I, 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 I'm with you, Joe. I loved his, I loved his charisma. Yeah. Hobbs. Um, you know, I loved him, you know, making the, making the evil grins and stuff like that in the match. I liked when he would do the, just throw my whole body weight stuff at punk. I always love that stuff with these yeah. big, with, when, when, you know, big guys do that. And I thought he did that pretty well. Um, I thought he did a decent enough job of changing up his offense a little bit. You know, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't that stale on offense. Hmm. Um, which is a which was a, a little bit of a concern that I had going in, but he was able to change things up uh, just enough to where you know his his heat segment was was you know at least you know yeah. strong you know it wasn't it wasn't amazing or anything but it was it was good. Um, like Matt pointed out, the Rana was fine. You know, I was a little worried for him because you know you know it was a nasty spill, but right. you know it, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but yeah, man, really good match. Another. Big thumbs up for Punk, Punk yeah. match, and 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 Hobbs is well on his way to. We all think his ceiling's world champion, right? Absolutely. Right. No, yeah, I mean, and, and that's go right. Yeah. But to be clear, that's the only reason that when I was doing my kind of take on it, I was picking out negatives because I think his ceiling is like in the top five of the promotion. Like he's to me, he's special. Um, I agree, with Oracle. I think he did a good job. Oh, I think oh. the heat ceiling. What? Um, Sorry, they're. Drew just said in the chat there's Mox and Kingston rematch at uh, New Japan Strong with oh, wow. Archer and Suzuki. That works. Um in Philly. I I think there was there's a lot to like in his control. My one thing, which I probably didn't explain well enough, was I think it's not an offensive thing. He would have been helped here if he had a more direct target, if that makes any sense. You know, like I, there was a little bit dead air for me that I think you could tighten up and like Brother, that's the biggest issue I have with this. I mean, that's very telling. I thought it was excellent. Bob, did you enjoy this one? Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, it checked every box. I think Matt did a really good job kind of laying it out where, like, I don't know that I have anything specific to say about it. It just did everything it needed to do. Just, and it, you know, yeah. Smart yeah. sound progress. And that's one. Mm-hmm. I get that completely. Um, didn't expect the, the follow-up to this to be the trios, which I first mm-hmm. thought would be the opener, and then I assumed would be the hour, and then I got, you know, I was all over the place. But... This one was interesting because they were teasing two separate Adam Cole matches. But as it went on, you was clear they were going to the Jungle Boy one first. I predicted it would be soon. I didn't think next week. Yeah, right? we, we talked about that match on the show. Um, listen, man, the Bucks are many things. Um, they're, they're like expert on what these matches are. <laughs> like, whether you like them, dislike them, love them, hate them. They fucking know how to churn these multi-mans out. And they what? did that. Cole felt like a star without having to do much. Mm. Um, there was a whole lot of Luchasaurus, which I'm really interested in Oracle's take on that. I'm sure that will go swimmingly with him. Um, I thought his actual initial hot tag was great. After that, yeah. you can, after that, you can analyze more freely. Um, it was great. My biggest takeaway was, you know, an incredibly fun match. But the thing that struck me was, man, it, we shouldn't lose sight of how cool it is that Christian's in these matches, you know? Yeah. Christian just going back with the Bucks and stuff, and it's like, listen, I, I think there's a, and this is going to pop no one on this call because none of us are fans of his, but I think there's a real chance that you get Edge and Christian versus the Bucks at some point, which is wild. I really believe that. 
truly. I mean, um, that would be awesome. I, I mean, I don't dislike Edge. No, I, I, I want to. Yeah, I was having fun with it, really. Yeah, let's just to get this out of the way. Like somebody put it in the chat, and I didn't even think about it, but they're hundred percent right. What they what they were doing tonight, um, they basically ended the show at the first hour and started a new show, so that yeah. so that ratings wise, they can still be number one in cable. Because it's going to be the one hour and then the next hour. And so that's why they front-loaded the whole thing. That's why the first hour had everything. So that was a pain in the ass from Fight TV, let me tell you. Because I had to like really? flick. I had to come off the video to go onto another video. It was very it was uncomfortable. But anyway, that's fine. Um, Dave, I, here's the thing with Edge is he went and talked to AEW beforehand. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the time his contract's up next year, what match is going to be left from WWE? Like seriously, I'm not even trying to be a dick. Like he's done the obvious matches. But that's another thing. That's not even. I just I was throwing yeah. comment. My bad. It's cool <laughs> to see Christian working these guys. Was my point. You know, it really mm. is, and that was my takeaway here. Um, Oracle, this didn't strike me as an, an Oracle of Wrestling match, but I'm sure you could appreciate it for what it was in somewhere or another, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage are awesome, man. Yeah. Like those guys were excellent in this match. Um, the Bucks do this style of match better than just about anybody. So, you know, all, all the, all the sequences and, and multi-man spots and stuff were perfectly timed, perfectly hit. My favorite two spots were, were Christians uh, like, and I thought the production was pretty good, you know, you know, bringing him into the picture to do those spots yeah. was when he hit the flying headbutt the near fall. And then when he hit the spear yeah. ramp, those yeah. were like the two top spots of the match. Listen, I agree, you know, the initial hot tag with, with, with Luchasaurus was fine, but this dude, he he looks like he's, to me, he's like a fucking robot who, like, <laughs> has, I mean, there was that embarrassing, awful strike exchange with Adam Cole. Now, granted, the other guys didn't have their best, you know, fisticuffs going on either, The you know, the, the other pair, yeah. but that was just horrendous, and, and Cole didn't throw any better punches. You know, don't don't get me wrong, but I mean, he just doesn't. His movements are bad. Like he doesn't have believe. Like his offense is really weak. Like throw a fucking lariat, dude. Like I mean, he's over here. I mean, I get it. Like maybe he's a safe worker or something. I mean, but it's just it's dog shit. It was. To be fair, it was a objectively a strange choice to do the thing where Adam Cole and him paired up with the big man. That was fucking weird, right? That was a weird vibe. But, you know. it, it was it was bizarre. Look, look yeah. he's just not he's not for me. I think the gimmick sucks. I mean, I just think he sucks. Like, <laughs> you know. I mean, hey, he was over. He got a Luchasaurus chant. Good for him, you know. But, yeah. I mean, the match was good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm 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 being honest, but I'm also, you know, being somewhat yeah. of, of, of a gift. I, I loved it up for you, yes. Yeah, but, you know, like, match was good. Christian was great. Jungle Boy was great. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to brag and say I called it. You know, Adam called Jungle Boys happening yeah. happen next week, um, which I'm super excited for. I think that match is going to kick ass. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I think uh, – I don't know if there was anything that really happened that would set up that would further set up Christian and Jungle Boy tonight. Was nothing there? tonight, no, not, no. Nothing really, no. 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 Christian looks 
you know, when Jungle Boy's music played, Christian looked kind of like an asshole, but he does that anyway, right? That's just Christian Cage. Um, yeah. Jungle Boy, man, like you mentioned his performance. Like his transitions and stuff, the way that they've leveled up is just insane. Like he's just so much better now. In the last year, he has got so, so much better. Bob, where were you on this big six, man? I know you're a big fan of the Young Bucks. No, I thought it was very good. Um, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't expect to follow up Punk and Hobbs, like you said. Um, you know, I think the thing that stood out to me is the reaction that Adam Cole got. Um, bye just, bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not surprising. Oh, can... <laughs> My fault, um, Bob. Not yours. Thank you for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but seriously though, like. That guy, and you know, it's it's very clear that he's over. Like, I'm not really breaking any news here, but like, the magic's gone. I didn't want to do that. We're doing like a nice formal review here. I don't want to get into our shit for like an hour or so. But <laughs> you yeah. want to get into the blue tick dip shit that wants to be on WWE the bump today? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> eh, we got we got time. Um, hey hey hey! By the way, Bob, I uh, I tagged you on a, on a, on, a, on a bump thing. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Thank you. Okay. That's, I wanted to get your name out there. I wanted to see if they saw that. Um, no, I think the other thing, and I mean, they're very clearly, but like, I really would like them to do trios titles as soon as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, if Jungle Boy and Christian and Luchasaurus were going to lose, which is the right call and the right guy took the pin. So. Absolutely. Um, shout out to the pal here who actually met with the Adam Cole Bay Bay man. Um, he says he's five foot ten. The Adam Cole, um, Bob. Who do you think was the most over guy in this match? Probably Cole, right? That was the, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah see, good. if you just guys, if you just ignore the bit that happened before, that was what we. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> this was fun, right? I fucking loved it. Um, I'm gonna completely just dis- like I'll be honest with you. In this in this kind of match, I have zero issues with Luchasaurus. Um. You put him in a match with a bunch of people where he's just going to do his signature shit. Um, I understand the criticisms of it. I don't even disagree with it, but he's so over. Um, yeah. I don't even think it matters. Um, the Bucks and Cole are tremendous together, and this is going to be a shock to everyone listening. that That's the first time I've seen them in a trios match together. Um, and, uh, yeah, they need to do trios titles, and I would put them on them first because um, someone beating them is a huge deal. Uh I don't know, man. It was tremendous. The The chemistry was obvious. I mean, of course it was, but like Cole and the Bucks together is pretty special. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there was, you know, you saw the takes about them being a dra- downgrade from Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, <laughs> but. Um, I've got, I have to, I'm sorry, but I just, I can't believe we're still doing this shit with the Young Bucks, dude. I know. They're tremendous. I mean, Bloody Wale, who I'm not going to come on here and pretend he's good, but Wale was like, the Young Bucks are good. And people were actually in his mentions like, yeah, but the Usos. And it's like, fuck, I love the Usos. I have put pictures of it on my walls. You can enjoy both teams. Yeah. Look at the Bucks. Look at their resume. The last year they've had. You don't have to love them, but this thing where you like, people really think they're beneath Adam Cole. Yeah, I don't. Bless Adam Cole, man. But like, fuck no. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. I will say, like, Adam Cole feels like the biggest star in the world right now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the reaction's insane. Like, yeah, and I, I agree. I'm, I'm not even saying it as a slight. I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's know, above. I, yeah. the, like, come on, man, it's craziness. Um, the Bucks are the Bucks are so much better than they get credit for. 
Um, I'm honestly though, it's our fault. We're we're focusing on a dipshit portion, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Because like Oracle team, we've talked about on this show before. Like he's not a huge fan of young bucks. Like he would never tell you they suck or that Adam Cole's they're beneath Adam Cole. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just it's one portion doesn't watch their matches. People that Bob used, you know, Bob used to be one of them. Anyway, he would agree with that. Like you know what he said. Um, what was up next? The Jericho thing. Well, the okay. Thunder Rosa, Nyla, and Jade thing was in here somewhere. Um, Thunder That's Rosa cool. promo was tremendous. Um, She's got to beat Jade. I hope so. Yeah, um, has to be the play. Has to be the play, right? If anyone's going to beat Jade, you do Thunder Rosa and you do something different with Jade. This is a story. Was you have to. Those um, are the little things I'm talking about where I feel like you're starting to see a little bit more focus. Agree. Yeah. I agree, and I want to get into a little more when we get to the match later, which had, didn't have as much time as I wanted it to, but I get it, but we'll get into that as a conversation. Um, yeah. well, next was Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, I'm going to do I'm, I promise I'm not going to be here. I, now, I had the picture-in-picture picture in this match was genuinely spirited, and it had a, there was a lot of effort packed into that deal. This match didn't have much meat on the bone, and I get why the people were flatter for this than anything else. I understand. I thought they had a, a legitimately good tag match. I thought the men of the year here were fucking impressive, man. The bumps they were taking for Big Hager, the way mm. they fed Jericho, who at this point, you know, is what he is. I thought this was a sound pro wrestling tag match, and it exceeded my expectations. Its biggest flaw, ironically, being the people had kind of decided this was the match they were going to, like, chill for during, you know? And that's fine. That's how wrestling works. But I really thought mechanically, belt to belt, the work in this was really, really tight and well done. Shoot, am I being a dipshit here? I, my exact take was, and I DM Bob during the match, and I'm like, I feel like this match is pretty good, and I'm just going to be honest, I don't care. I don't care at all. Like, I'm just, this whole thing is not for me. Um, if there's people that like it, great. Um, you know, Crosby lost his mind for the MMA people, and I'm just like, the crowd didn't really care. <laughs> it was really weird. Paige, Paige waving to the camera when she was coming in for the big save was really weird. Um, I don't know. I, I like. I'm not going to say the match was bad because it wasn't. I just I don't care. So it, it's hard for me to be uh, give you any kind of real review because that's I, what wrestling is to me. No, that's fair. I the one thing I will say is firstly, thanks for the chat from mine, mate. Right finish completely. I love that they're not deluded about what Hager is. Pin Hager, fuck him. Yeah. Um, Masvidal is a legit big deal. I think. I know that doesn't matter to you, but like, if you're gonna do it, I mean, I got, I got yeah. the impression. Yeah. And the fact that it was the knee, like, it's a, it's yeah. a thing that people are gonna clip, and it will be a deal. Like, it's. Listen, man, bless Jericho for taking that fucking knee because. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, he ain't like, that dude. Don't know how to work that thing, you know? Like, yeah. bless him, he's fifty. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I get you completely, um, Bob. You don't strike me as someone that would be particularly invested in this. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. No, I mean, but I think if you look at it, just like it was a tag match on a TV show, like, and not like a, you know, all the a lot of the other matches were obviously like pay-per-view quality. If you just look at this, like this is a perfectly fine TV match. And it was, I mean, you know, I every time I like really paid attention, it looked like Scorpio and Ethan were really uh, doing a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's not for me, but uh, the knee at the end was pretty cool because he yep. got him Chris, pretty good. Chris says it here. Had my non-wrestling friends yeah, send him the, the clip. True, that's the true. He's a big star, water. man. Like, yeah. look, obviously he's not McGregor, but like fucking wants McGregor, right? I mean, it's yeah. 
I mean, if he gets that kind of attention, then it's 100% worth it. The I mean, problem I'm he's going to risk. I'm not so much of a dipshit to be like, I don't like it. I know, so I get it. Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to pretend. I prefer, I prefer the fact you don't pretend you like it because, it, you know, I, I completely with you. I just, when he wrestles Chris Jericho and Chris hits him with the fucking Judas fair, I'm going to just wet myself. I'm silly <laughs> so excited. Um, Oracle, where were you at on this? Was I being too kind to our friends, um, the men of the year? No, they're, they're you know, they're excellent. Uh, Jericho needs to work more tags because he's a better worker in tags these days. When he works a singles match, it's like, not honestly, at this point, nine times out of ten, it just inevitably, it's just it falls apart. He's just awful in singles now. He's just bad. He he, he can't do it anymore. He sucks. Now, as a tag worker, like he was fine tonight. This is the best he's looked work rate wise in in a, in, in a while to me. He looked physically better too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, that's because he's you know. And granted, you know, Jericho worked. You know, a large portion of the match. You don't want Jake Hager in there working the whole fucking match. But, like, he looked competent again, yeah. finally. Like, he he needs to stick to tags. Um, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, Hager's probably got to be his tag partner because Sammy needs to get in the singles run. So, um, but. Sorry to hear that. needs to end. I mean, Hager was good. Yeah. Real fan, yeah that's yeah. right. In his role, Hager did his job here. I have no issues with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, been Hager's sure. whole run in AEW, except for that Mox match. Yeah. He does his job. He doesn't blow you away. But he's not I'm, as bad as people act like he is. Personally, I'm most excited for when uh, Jericho and Hager bring in Mike Tyson and they have a six-man tag on Dynamite. Wouldn't surprise oh, me. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, give it to me. I like this. So here with a good call. I like Men of the Year as a, as a, a title program for Lucebrook. I think they could have a great match, actually. Scorpio, man. I've said many times on these shows that I'm frustrated by it. I just wish there was there was more to Scorpio. You know, like I don't think he connects the way I want him to. But like I think in terms of his skills in ring, I think he's just tremendous. His timing, he's so smooth and like he has this other skill set they're talking about the MMA stuff. Like he really very seldom even touches, right? He's such a dynamic in ring guy. They're a really good team. Um yeah, I don't know, that's that's just saying, but like yeah, I think this whole thing is you know, none of us have been big fans, but I think if you were going to do it, you got a clip of Masvidal Nina guy in the head, or oh, how? Is that, is that a fair conclusion, really, at this point? Yep. Okay, cool. That was the hour. Now, by the way, that transition was filth. Did they – because I missed the, like, submission. What happened there? My screen went black for a second, and then it came right back. Um, so did it just continue where it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it was like basically, yeah, it was just, you know, Excalibur, we got to go to our second hour. And then it just went black for one second. And then we just, See, I, because I had to go like hop off and go to another video, it came back in a completely different spot. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. But okay, so I'm glad it wasn't that weird uh, on the show. Okay, it's cool. Uh, up next, we had the eight man, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the eight man tag, uh, Santana and Ortiz, the Lucha Bros, Hardy Family Office. This was very much the modern multi-man jammed into a pretty short run time in which everyone got a chance to do some cool shit. You had the three New York teams in there and one of the tag champs. It was it was very much, and I, I don't even, listen, I love all these teams, so I'm not saying it's a bit dick, but like, it was very, you know, the, the, the WrestleMania philosophy, let's get everyone on the show. Mm-hmm. These teams, like, you know, especially Santana and Ortiz, needed to be on this show in some form or fashion. And I honestly, 
I think this was the right play. I don't think this shown this card needed a tag title match by any means, especially with them losing it. You spotlight two of your great teams in the Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz, and you give some love to the Hardy family. Obviously, I'm going to give credit again. I understand their stuff's very spotty, and it isn't for everyone. I think Private Party have come such a long way, and I, I really think that they're they've become a good team. And and before, I think they had they had the tools to be a good team, but they hadn't put it together. I think they're, they're getting there. I really do. I think they're actually due a big match. Um, two on two, that is. But I liked it for what it was, man. It, you didn't get a chance to to. You know, take a breath here, right? It was just a sprint, all action. Um, Bob, you're all action. What was your knees fault on this match? I thought it was good. You know, uh, like you kind of laid it out pretty well. Like, uh, you know, everyone got their shit in, and uh, it's it's a perfectly fun match when they do stuff like that. I like big multi man tag matches where everyone's just able to get in, do their thing, and get out. And uh, I mean, I'll never complain about something like that. Audience just likes seeing these people too right like they just want to see it's fun for all involved shoot was this fun for you at home in the in the uh qt marshall wing of the headquarters it was an absolute blast man everybody got everybody got their shine um the reaction for santana and ortiz was special um yeah i mean I, i love shit like this um as someone who is a genuine fan of like the product just seeing these guys and, you know, just going all out for a few minutes and the crowd being into it. I mean, I, I'm never going to complain about that. Um, the orange spot was cool. Um, what great camera work on that, by the way. Yeah. It was like an action movie shot, right? Him punching Jack Evans. That was fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great match. This is like – this show was, was one of these ones where it's like I'm just so happy with everything. <laughs> That it's like I don't even know if I'm giving good insight because I'm just like yeah man this this was fucking awesome like um, yeah I do yeah. Want to, I, have, I have one negative um, I'm gonna have to look down the camera for this one so give me a moment here guys uh, during the second match of the night a gentleman walked down out of his seat and took a position a place firmly over the hard camera on him okay and he signed red Braun we're waiting for you. And I don't think there's a good chance that guy watches this show, but if he does, I just want to tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, we are not waiting for Braun Strowman. Um, we are not waiting for Braun Strongman, Adam Schur, um, The Fiend's backup, um, Alexa Bliss's third best tag team partner. We are not waiting for any of those people. Uh, please never, ever take a sign out against a professional wrestling show because Tony Khan actually listens to his audience and you may have just fucked us all with that single move. That's all I would like to say. I didn't even know Crosby was there. <laughs> I thought you were going to go bob with it. Okay, <laughs> Oracle, how did you find this eight-man tag, pal? <laughs> Muted, pal. Muted. Muted. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, I, was, uh, I was... Uh, I was... I uh, was... Uh, um... You know, oops, I forgot. I, I forgot I was. Muted. You're good. You're good. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's fucking sodas, man. Um, but uh, I mean, it was it was it was fine. You know, it 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 didn't go too long. It just it was a little bit too similar to the six man in terms of the you know stylistically for me. But I mean, you know, proud and powerful, hugely over. Um, I did like the dynamic of having the three New York teams in there. Everybody hit their spots well. You know, they 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 came in, hit their shit, got out of there. So you know, they didn't they didn't overdo it. Um, it was it was like 
perfectly fine to me. I, I didn't love it or hate it. I, I just, I'm not, I don't like when, I'm so picky. I'm so picky. But I, I, I don't I don't like when they work like the same type of match, especially like 30 minutes. I understand. You know, it was fine. Yeah. In a traditional sense, this is the perfect opener, but Rampage doesn't work that way. Right, so you ended up in a weird like this is this actually was somewhat it was it was a shorter version of it, but it wasn't dissimilar to that pre-show match that did it all out, you know, yeah. where it was just and everyone being <clears> shot <throat> spotlight. I think it was not as good as that. It was I thought it was tremendous, but again, it was longer. But it's a traditional opener that you actually had here, just sort of in the second hour of a you know basically a four-hour block wrestling. But I, I completely get your your point. Here's um, a, a genuine question: Are they even proud and powerful anymore? No, they're not in proud and powerful about eighteen months. Yeah, because they changed <laughs> their music. <laughs> They, but the music still says, you know, <laughs> we are That's proud. It? Yeah, it still okay. says it, but they just, they very early on in the run, they, they got rid of the name. I don't know yeah. if that's their call or like, it's Santana and Ortiz, right? I mean, that's what I, mean, I, they, I mean, I was, I was just wondering. I didn't. They were basically LAX for a while when Conan was around. Remember that? Hmm. Yeah. That was fun. Anyway, um, was the women's match next or was the Miro segment next? Which one around? Yeah, was Miro. It, uh, yeah Miro. Miro was next. Um, You know. Orange got on the show via his route on. These were the two other big stars that weren't featured. Set up next week's match. Simple piece of business. Bless Fuego. That was a crazy bump he took. Bro. He timed that, placed it perfectly. It looked incredible. Just Miro being a badass and getting some heat on the match, right? Pretty simple stuff. And Anything you had on this, guys, collectively? What were we thinking? That was very good. I was very confused at first because, you know, they do that in the commercial breaks. Yeah, um, yeah it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I'm I'm actually really excited for Miro and Sammy. I kind of wish they had built it up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Sammy in something that matters. Yeah, I mean that's really the way to put it. I he's been maybe the most underutilized guy in the company for the rest of this year. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. There's, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you. I actually think there's a real argument that he should win. I do too. So that's. I don't think he's going to, but. Who do you think is going to beat Miro then? I know with those four, but I'm intrigued because I, I'm, I think I'm still, I think I'm still going with Jungle Boy. Homicide. <laughs> quick, quick instincts, Bob. Who's beating Miro? Oh man, I like I like the Jungle Boy pick a lot. Um. You know, I would say Ricky Starks. I know he's got the FTW title. I don't know if that necessarily matters, but, you know, they're also technically both heels, but that doesn't really matter either. But, yeah, I mean, you know, someone that can get elevated by it. Um, and, you know, there's there's definitely a list of guys there. Be interesting, Oracle. What name jumps off the page for you in terms of beating uh, Miro for the TNT title? I know, you know, we like to try to do the whole everybody pick different now. Let's do, no, it's it's Jungle Fuck Boy. It. Um, it's it's Jungle Boy. You know, haven't beat Christian at full gear, and honestly, you know, over the course from you know, you might want to do a TV feud with somebody else, of course, before that. But come February, late February, early March, right? You're going that far out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let him beat. Let him beat. Uh, you know, or or could be. It could be a. You know, like a one of the. You know, the uh, TNT specials uh, early mm. in the year. You know, Honestly, appeared in the chat. Maybe the first one. You know, maybe the first. That would be good. Yeah, 
That'd yeah. be that'd be a great fit actually as a, as a main event for that special. I, people are still talking about like King, and I don't think that's actually crazy because I think there's a chance this was a make good for Suzuki more than anything else to give him a big match rather than having him beat up Man of the Year, whoever. Yeah, I think they're going back to that. Like I could see honestly, I could see King being the one that wins it, and they use King to make Hobbs. I could see, see that being a play. I think I think if um, if you go to King, I think the person that beats him is Malachi Black. But like th- that same idea though, right? Yeah. Like you, you just, I could see Malachi Black beating Miro. That's interesting. I mean, he's over enough for sure. Um, okay, well we can circle back to that in the in the coming weeks. Obviously, now uh, Anna J. Penelope Ford. Um, uh, I got in so, trouble with my wife during this match. Sorry to hear that. Uh, to, I, honestly, I thought they, you know, little short. Um, it was fine for it was. I loved that Penelope. She sort of wields the brass nuts like it's a, like it's a pistol or something. Like the way she does it is so wonderfully evil, menacing. The bunny, I just think, is just good TV. I really do. I mean that in the most wholesome way. She's just good TV. Ty Conti came across like the worst friend ever. Just hate that stuff. Please don't keep doing that shit. Like yeah. Donnie was already out there. Don't wait for your music to hit after she's already been checked. Like, just don't do that shit. It's bad. Yeah, I hate that. Um, but that's fine. Whatever. Then you go into the big dark order, which we'll talk about in a minute. We'll do that as a separate thing. But, like, firstly, the match, there wasn't a whole lot. I'm going to use the phrase, shoot, please take what I'm giving you here and don't ruin it. There wasn't a whole lot of meat on the bone, was there? Confirm, shoot. <laughs> I thought Anna. Um... Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm not even. I thought Anna showed a lot of fire. Um, I think you, God, man. Now I can't even say. <laughs> I was gonna say I think Ty's rubbing off on her, but good lord, oh, I, I agree with you completely because she's quite stoic, isn't she, Anna? Yes, yeah, um, but you can see like I, I stand. I think Anna's gonna be really, really good. Um, there was a little over reliance on her sleeper spot. I get that though. Um, but yeah, she just showed a lot of fire. Like her strikes are getting better. Um, she still runs really weird, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was fine. It was too short. Um, I feel like, you know, because they, like, I don't know how it was for you, Joe, but for us, they went to commercial. We didn't have picture in picture. We did not. Um, yeah. And it was like, when it came, I don't know how much they cut when they came back. Um, but yeah, I mean, Anna hasn't even, she hasn't even had 25 matches yet. So. And most of them have been on national television. Like, she's mm-hmm. going to be pretty damn good. Uh, and I'm really fired up for this tag match. We've been talking about this tag match for a while now. So, um, I um, I, I was kind of hoping to be on Rampage, but maybe give it a little more time. But it's going to be yeah. fun. I hope. I really hope that they make this like a – I mean, I don't know how long you can go with, with who with, – you know, with who's in there, but – I really hope they make this feel like an actual important match and like we don't we don't get like the commercial break where we can't see anything and then they cut to the back as soon as the match ends and like I I hope Yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah I absolutely agree. Um I, I think well <laughs> That's a fair point from Demon in the chat there. Well, these lads talking about someone looking weird. Yeah, I, running. I really shouldn't talk about anyone looking weird. Running. No, no, no. I, haven't, I haven't ran in 10 years, so. I, I understand. Um, but yeah, so the match itself, Oracle, two shorts really digging too deep, right? But it was fine for what it was. Yeah, you know, uh, Anna Jay's improving. I always like when somebody works stiff and, and throws, throws good strikes, and her elbows look awesome. 
Like, and I think she's applying her choke well. Like her, her submission finisher is getting applied pretty well. So you know she's she's definitely improving, and and you know she's got work to do. You know, and and the and the uh, um, you know, in between moves and all that yeah. other stuff, selling stuff. You know, but that's that's you know twenty four matches in. It's like that 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 takes time. She's improving. That's what matters. I thought she looked good tonight. You know. Um, she usually does, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but the um, the tag match, I was hoping they would throw a stip on it, but you know, yeah. I mean, they don't have to. I think it would help it, honestly. And it I may know, still, it may still happen, right? Right, it may right, still. right. You know, because the only reason I think of that is because the brass duck stuff, right? Like, I feel like right. that that hmm. sort of opens the invitation for giving some type of false cut anywhere street fight or something and 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 i'm with matt you know don't 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 you know get, let this match breathe give them you know you could maybe even go you know what like 13 14 minutes i would go if, I, I think 10 would be fine i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's you know, fair. just don't give them um, five. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Um, some ways, I actually think it's better that they're on dynamite. Um, I know, like, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this match because I think they've built it really well. Like, this is like a match that's been built for the, like what, like a month now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's one of the yeah. longer built matches actually. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm. This is actually other than other than maybe Cole and and. And Jungle Boy, this is probably the match I'm looking forward to most next week. It's what's really cool too is it isn't just a longer build, but they've actually been on TV each each week. Rather like some builds, you know, and we know AEW's it can be a feature of flaw depending on how you look at it. Some of their feuds are just like they're kept running with like one minute pre tapes. For the most part, we've got a match from these women once a week, right? Whether it Rampage or Dynamite, so that's cool. And I think even on the C shows, we got a little bit of right. And I think again, it's this is not you know. I'm not just coming on here saying that we should, that's it, close the discussion. The women's division is great. I'm just saying, I think this, this program has been a real benefactor of Rampage, which shows you that this yeah. can be a help, right? And so baby steps and all that good stuff. I think um, they're making real strides. It's not as fast yeah. as people want it to be, but I really mm-hmm. think, I think you're seeing, re- I mean, I don't think it's coincidence that Tony's been talking about it more lately. I mean, I've said that already, but like, I really think they're starting to, yep. you know, I don't, I, again, I, at some point, we do need to get two matches on Dynamite just to clear that hurdle and have it be done. Um, yeah. And I'm not as big yeah. on, like, the quotas and it has to be this or that. But, you know, we're seeing more focus on a lot of the women. For sure. And the chat mentions Anna Jett, that was her 24th match, yes. which is insane. Yeah. That's bonkers. Um, Bob, be, be wholesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys kind of nailed it. Like, it was a little too short. Um and I really didn't like how the tie stuff was laid out. Um, but, you know, that's stuff you learn from and you just keep going. The match itself was good. I just, you know, would have liked to get a little more time and not have that part laid out how it was. Very, very fair. Uh, Strange to the main event, right? Or we're missing a segment? Um, I don't think we're missing that. No, because they had the Mark Henry thing where they were. Uh, the thing ruled. That yeah. was hilarious. That was I love that thing, thing so much. That was Kings today. He's just utmost insane. So it was great. It's perfect. Um, lights out match. Suzuki Gun, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. 
Um, I don't think this was the bloodbath that our friend the Oracle of Wrestling wanted. It was more, it took more the approach of like sort of fun chaos, you know, and, and that, you know, that your, your um, mileage may vary in that regard. I think John Moxley did a wonderful job of setting the stage for that with his line about, you know, the giant chicken to my Peter. And they even at the end of the match were still fighting. I, I love that dynamic. Mm-hmm. You're going to fight in Philly. That's good shit, man. I like it. And it, to me, I think, you know, and this, you know, maybe this is just me, but I actually think this was a better fit for this audience at this point in the show. Just this sort of, and one thing they did that was really smart, and this was, I'd imagine, an Eddie call because this has his fingerprints all over it. With the table bump, Eddie put a built-in hot tag in the match, right? Because when he took the table bump, rather than just no selling it, which is whatever, people do that nowadays, and that's fine. Everyone has their own taste, but Eddie's not going to do that shit. Instead, he went outside, they got heat on Mox, and the people, naturally, because of course, not only because it's New York, but because they're they're a wrestling crowd, they they basically got a heat segment in on Moxley, built into a hot tag. They're all no tags, but that was how it worked, right? So then when Mox came in and fired up, you had a perfect reaction. Um, I also loved early, I'm sorry, guys, but I I loved early on the Suzuki Kingston, like just seeing those two and the crowd's reaction to it. It's fucking awesome. And finally, Homicide being there is such a great example of why AEW has built up such goodwill and faith with the audience. Because they have a passion and a love for history that, frankly, they have no reason to protect or cherish or celebrate. Homicide is a pivotal piece of, of New York pro wrestling, right? He really is. And and 15 years ago, Hammerstein Ballroom was packed to see him beat Brian Danielson for the RH title. 15 years ago, mm. you know? And he was one of the first guys to national TV out of that crop. He had a great run in LAX, but because of the way things worked out and because of the way he is, he was never going to be a guy that became a mainstream star, and that's fine. To see him get an opportunity to stand there in front of 20,000 people in New York and get homicide chance, that's AEW's best. He's a full-time Ring of Honor guy, kind of. I don't know if he's signed, but like he's on all of their shit right now. He's an agent for the NWA, but he belonged here. Right? And Eddie's told the story many times of homicide, preventing him from committing suicide and all this stuff. And there's a lot of powerful shit built into this moment. But even just in a vacuum... It's a violent dude going out there and beating people up, and that rules for me. But, folks, when when, when that music hit and I saw Homicide... Oh, my God! You've got to be kidding me! me. Holy Christ! That's freaking unbelievable! The great Don West. That's one of the funniest clips yeah. I've ever seen in my life. So good, man. <laughs> so good. I, was, I wanted to go through it earlier, but, like, I... I actually started talking about Homicide and it pumped me up, so I kept going. But it fucking rolled to get him here. Seriously, awesome. Oracle, you, you mentioned Homicide, you know, when you, you remember the bit you did about like matches that you, you didn't actually recall watching? <laughs> you referenced Homicide, right? I'm right. It was him and Brian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, but like, it ruled to see him here, right? For oh, sure. Oh, oh, for sure. So, like, yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Homicide was always a wrestler that, you know, was was talked about a lot. 15, 20 years ago. And the one match that I was always told about from my, from, from my brother Dylan was the FIP strip club match, right. With, with, with punk, you know, that's like, that's like one of the, and I've, there there was like an old granny video in like the early days of YouTube where he showed it to me. And like, uh, of course, you know, he came in with LAX and, and I was a fan of that group. They did the whole deal with Hector Guerrero and, and the commentary team and, and uh, had that great feud with, with AJ and, and, and Chris Daniels and 
and uh, he was he, you know, I, I think was in the, like like a few like like a few years later was treating with Red for the X Vision title, whatever. Yep. Like, yep. you know, he, he he had a strong run there, and and I saw a lot of that stuff, but I never really saw his Ring of Honor stuff. Um, I know all about it because I sat there and read, you know, PWI results and you know cage match results for the last 20 years but um you know there's 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 a lot of gaps there but yeah man like he's always been somebody with with an aura and there's you know i'm i'm thinking of other moments that i've actually seen like uh like in like in cage of death when when, oh. when danielson turns turns heel on ring of honor and uh homicide comes out and the poppy gets one of the greatest um, pops ever oh, ever oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just amazing shit. Um, you know, he's he's one of these guys from that era of the independents who has this aura about him. Mm-hmm. This, 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 because of his character. To me, Homicide was always a new Jack who could actually work in the ring, right? Like, like Homicide was new Jack who had work rate. Yeah. Like I, I, like you know, his promos were never quite as colorful as as New Jack's, right? No, but that's a good, it's a good comment. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, he, he was, but he just, he had this aura about him. You know, you, you believed in him as an ass kicker. Um, he he looks even more badass as he's older now. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 a big Homicide fan for sure. As far as the match goes, I liked it. You know, I I've. I'm a I'm a vampire, you know. I want a blood, but it, you know, wasn't a big deal. Me too. No, I'm um, with you. I just you know, I was, yeah. It was, you know, it was like 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 you said, good description, fun chaos. Um, Eddie Kingston is just listen. I know people rip on these indie guys who grew up, yeah, trading all Japan tapes and stuff, but he's one of the best I've ever seen at emulating the layered selling in all Japan. And what I mean by that is, if you watch that opening strike exchange that he has with Suzuki, Suzuki hits him twice in the gut with two gut punches. Eddie sells that shit the whole fucking match. Yeah. Like he sells his gut, he's selling his gut as like no, like nobody thinks to do that because and it's it's a hard thing to do because layered selling it's a nerdy thing to say, but it, it's really hard to do because yeah. it's you have to think about it. I mean, you're out here thinking about the spots you got to do and stuff. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's a very cerebral mm-hmm. art, you know. Uh, you know, a, a very cerebral part of, of of working a match. That's that's not that not everybody wants to do. Not everybody's good at, and you know, not everybody can do. Um, and he's about as good at it as anybody who's who's tried to emulate that style. Yeah. Um, He's, his selling is just, and I also love the part where he almost tripped over the table. But his selling is so believable that it that it fit into it was it was so smooth. Like he almost right. tumbles over, but you believed it because he was selling for the strikes because he's so good at it. So like he's just he's he's a masterful seller. Um, you know, he's he's just he's just an incredible wrestler, man. Like he's just he's he's gifted at that. Like. He's gifted at the thing that I that, that I appreciate most in wrestling, yeah. selling, um, which is why I like the guy so much. Not to mention his promos are incredible, which is a, the other thing I like most about wrestling. So I mean, he's you know he's, <laughs> yeah. and it's funny because as I've been open about my gaps and and my viewing and stuff, I didn't see much of Eddie Kingston at all before he came to AEW. Mm, yeah, you know, he was just a guy that once again, you know, 
Dylan loved and I heard yeah. about, you know, like it, it wasn't somebody that I, you know, saw very much of. Um, but he's just he's so damn good. And, you know, the homicide thing at the end was great. Um, boy, they really they really toe the line to get that. I mean, they, they go to the last fucking second with these. Yeah, shows, don't they? Oh, they, dude, they, that they, was they... fucking. You know what happened, right? <laughs> no. Tony tweeted out um, that they got an overrun approved. Okay. And the show ended like 60 seconds late. Okay. Yeah. It took him more time to write the tweet than they, than the overrun they had. <laughs> that rules. Um, I, the selling thing is you mentioned on, on one of our terrible shows before you said people really don't get the difference between selling and bumping. And Eddie's actually for a big man, especially can take some pretty big bumps, but he's a great example of it where it's like, in an era where everyone takes these awesome bumps and they land on their head, Eddie's the guy that's selling, you know, and like actually registering the shit. But no, you're absolutely spot on. And it's, I'm glad you did that. Um, you focus in on Kingston there because let's be honest, this night was fuck, guys. I mean, Sting, Brian, Punk, King closed the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's one, crazy. One more thing. One more thing. First of all, Eddie gets to win in his home yeah. hometown, essentially, you know, TK strikes again. Second of all, I, I, I loved when Homicide came out and people can give Taz shit, but as he said, his name was on the ramp. Yeah. Terrible production. I I, I, yeah. I, I, will, I will get on them for that. That was not good. Like, they, they, they get on the ramp, they play this music, and, you know, the fans knew who it was, right? Because, you know, you know, they probably saw him come through the crowd or whatever. But if, if you're watching on, you know, you know, or, or, or first hearing about it, they show it on the ramp, and Taz and like you know Excalibur is trying to be like, huh, huh? What do you mean homicide? It's like Taz, like it's on the ramp, like yeah, like what, like what else? Like like what do you? What it was. Do? I would have had him just come through the the curtain with it having it on the ramp, but I think the idea was that he tricked him. The only problem is homicide dresses like any dude, so like it did. The people that didn't were just like, what the fuck? Who's this? <laughs> Even though he had his name. Yeah, I think. Uh, I honestly think uh, for – well, I mean, I knew what happened already, but if I didn't, for dipshits like me, like, you needed to tell us who that was because otherwise it was just a dude with a bandana on. And I don't mean that, like, critically or – No, but, I, like, get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Um, I just think the execution even within that could have been better, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. But it is what it is. I'm with you. I mean, there was a couple of things. They, <laughs> they literally went to commercial with Mox being hung yeah, on the sure ring road. And then they came back from commercial, and he was du- his hands were duct taped behind his back. That was fucking hilarious. Like they yeah. went, <laughs> what a weird time to go to commercial. Um, look, we've talked about homicide before. I'm not going to sit here and lie to people. Like I, I mean, I know who he is. I know of him. I know, I know what he represents. I thought it was a really cool moment. I wish it had been live. Um, you know, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. So it, it, I mean, it was still awesome, but it didn't quite you know, um, hit the same. Uh, I thought the match was fun. You know, I, I, I'm sure I've talked about like my wife is a massive John Moxley fan. So watching her watch him fucking with his hands, duct tape tape behind his back, getting whipped and hit with, uh, like, yeah, that was an experience for me. Cause she was very upset. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a blast. I mean, it, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't like, but I, I didn't really expect it to blow me away. Again, this is a, this is not, I'm not the target audience for this. You know, I'm not like, I haven't seen a ton of Minoru Suzuki. 
Um, but I was still excited about it. It did what I needed it to do. I, I'm sure there's probably people who are let down by it because they had higher expectations. But for me, I thought it was great. Um, the homicide thing was really cool. Like, you don't need – again, I say this all the time. I don't even need to know the backstory. The, you know, 20,000 people were chanting his name. Like, that was enough yeah. for me. I mean, they told you the story anyway. And I mean, I knew it, but it was a cool moment. Like, that's the kind of shit that, that they do. And I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if there's no contractual issues if we see him again at least once. The one thing I would say that I think they did had an error with, we got the Kingston promo in the, you know, classic Mark Henry, it's time for the main event. I would have probably had the a big like Eddie in New York promo, to be honest. And that's I think, yeah, the I think YouTube promo. It, I'm pretty sure they'll put it on. But, but like, I, I mean, mean from yeah. a presentation point of view, like, I almost would have been tempted to open the show with a pre-tape. Mm-hmm. The way you know, like very much similar to the one he cut on YouTube. Like that's a, you know yeah. whatever. Um, Bob, your thoughts on the lights out main event? Yeah, I don't know uh, what really hasn't been covered about it here so far, but uh, it was I'm good. Sorry. I mean, you know, it didn't make keep you, Bob, sir. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, you know, uh, I get the whole like, oh, it would have been cool if there was blood or whatever, but I think they did a good job with uh, the physicality. Um, and yeah, I mean, did the crowd really loved it? I thought it was good. Um, just four guys, you know, beating the shit out of each other works for I, me. I think I'll probably watch the rematch if I can find an easy way to do that. Yeah, you I mean, notice they plugged the, they plugged the new Japan shows on just like down in the corner. I didn't see that. No, um, yeah. That, yeah, I think sometimes this stuff. And listen, guys, before I go any further, I'm also a nerd, so I take the wrong way. Those of you in the chat, like when Suzuki and Moxley went short, and even if this match disappointed you, and I don't think it actually did, but like shoot my brother, they may have. Like they're not. This isn't really a star ratings play. Some of this stuff, you know, like. Yeah. John Moxley at home beating up the evil Japanese man, Minoru Suzuki. He's just like good TV. <laughs> like that was good TV in Cincy. An eight minute match may not have been the best star rating for the scenario. Yeah. And I'm sure they would have had a blast. I mean, I was there, exactly. but like, like, it's just, it was good pro wrestling, you know? And, and here you had that same evil man and his fucking wonderful facials and all the great shit he does with big Lance Archer who kicked the shit out of four men on the outside of the ring. It wasn't in the match, which ruled. Like it's it's I guess what I'm saying is you, you can be you can analyze it what you want, but like on this particular card, I think they made a pretty obvious artistic choice of just like we're gonna just fucking go out there and have fun. You know, I like think, and it'll be. I think this match is honestly a perfect example of AEW not being what some people act like it is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Like there's this belief that it's Ring of Honor where everything's twenty minutes long and it's mm-hmm. you know, work rate and that's all that matters. Um that's not what AEW is, and that, that tonight was that match is a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. no, I mean, are you concerned what's going to happen when they run out of pops? Though, <laughs> oh. <laughs> holy shit, Bob! I'm concerned what's going to happen when we run out of pops. Oh yeah, no, that's going to oh, be bad. About a week ago. Um. Anyway, <laughs> thank God for that. We got the formal review out of the way. We could have some fun now, guys. Rampage was great, though, right? What a great week. Dynamite looks awesome next week too. I'm really yeah. fired up about that, which I didn't expect to be honest with you, man. I really, I thought they'd go top heavy, one big match, and and leave it at that. They're swinging for the fences, and I said this on Twitter, and people got confused on my point. 
They have the roster to swing for the fences every single week. Look at the lineup, man. Look at the matches they haven't even touched yet. Yeah. This is not hot shotting or short term. This is understanding what you've got down the pipe. Like this is it's a special roster to utilize it as such. And I think there's I think they're doing that, you know, beautifully the last few weeks. So yeah, there's three really good matches and Cody's on the show too. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, well, I think you, we know where that's headed, though. So, yeah, I, mean, I, think that's, I think that's the first hint of where we're going. Like, Bob, do you have like a funny pun for for Cody Rhodes yet? Like, do you have like a thing that you tweet every time he comes out? Um, no, I don't. I have to come up with one. I don't mind Cody though. Like, he, you know, wow, but you, know. more, more like Cody blows or something like that, and then people yeah. would like it, and then. He That's debuted a, great... a new one tonight. Did you hear about that? He did no. it on Twitter again instead of on the show. What I don't the even fuck? remember what it was. What one now? Bro? I don't remember what it was either. Oh, I have to go God. look now. You did the Penelope. The, the, that one. Oh, yeah. If she was Penelope Fjord. Yeah, that one was good. Was what Norway. the fuck? If she was from Norway, she'd be Penelope Fjord. What he said. Okay, in fairness to Bob, that would have been wasted on us on this show. He deserved to tweet that. Good job, Bob. I'm with it. Good stuff. Um, okay. We've got the formal review out of the way now, guys. Uh, the late night grin officially <laughs> begins at this point. I'll put that. We've got an hour of wrestling content out of it. Now we can really lock in and have to talk some hey, Yeah, Where was the machine gun Carl Anderson tonight? Yeah, um, no okay. comment. No comment on that one. I hope the machine gun Colin Anderson is doing well. That's all I'll say. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the Dark Order segment. Um, I thought it was okay. I did not love it. <laughs> I did not love it. I'm ready for it to be friends again, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of tired. Next week. Yeah, I so think I. Yeah. I'm getting a little worried, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Matt Matt Hardy, uh, Jack Evans, Orange Cassidy. Yes, yeah, that hair. fucking rule. I laughed so hard. We're dude, still, Matt's still getting his head shaved, but they're going to fucking make us wait for it. Dude, mm. Matt is fucking hysterical in this role. Yes. Him, like, just being enraged that Orange Cassidy walked out, and so much so that he didn't cut or tease his hair, is an all-timer. Yeah. He's just lost his mind. He wants to cut everyone's hair. He's, he does, We don't even know why. Like, his reason for wanting to cut Orange's hair is that he wants to tell everything that makes Orange cool. But like, he's just become obsessed with cutting hair at this point. It's incredible yeah. stuff. Bobby, hey, Bob, Jesus. Joseph, you know how funny it is that... uh. You were so, you were so mad at that Jack Evans Orange Cassidy match, and now they're doing it again. Yeah, it's the big rampage match too. <laughs> Go fuck themselves. Um, it'll be fine. Head shave, it's always good stuff. What was the the dog? What was you worried about, Shoot? I think we may be getting our the the friend next week. Oh, I with you. You've been so bullish on that. You I know. It. I'm getting yeah. worried again. You deserve to step on that grenade. <laughs> It'll be yeah. fine. I mean, Don't worry about it. No, it what's going to rule is when I'm going to I'm going to come on Twitter and say, you know what, that was fine. <laughs> Listen, in all seriousness, <laughs> if if Bray is worked into something involving Brody's legacy, I think any of us would begrudge him that. Fuck, yeah. man, that's you know, that's his guy. I, I, I gave yeah. you don't want him to be in AEW. Like, it's you know, I would completely be with it. Um, you put him in tag matches, it's going to be fine. And don't let yeah. him do fucking fiend shit. Bob, you're a big fan of the fiend. Your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, um, the thing is, he's got a good mind where he can be an asset. You just have to, you know, kind of rein him in on something. 
I think he should be. I think he should wear a cowboy hat, and his name should be Wyndham Wyndham. <laughs> this will be Bob. This will be Bob next did week when when Bray Wyatt. Okay. Sort Go ahead. Of, sort of related to to Bray Wyatt, his his brother. When we when I, when I first saw Bo like live at like a Chattanooga house show like ten years ago, he didn't know how to run the ropes. It was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Oh, and no. so like every time, like every time I would watch Bo Dallas on WWE TV, I just was just reminded of how wretched he was. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's the worst performance I've ever seen for like a national company. I have to say, guys, this is my prediction on what we're going to hear from Bob next week when Wyndham Wyatt makes the save. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Holy Christ. That's not – the best part is that clip doesn't even have my favorite moment. (laughs) I know, but I have to. (laughs) There's a clip where – I can play the whole thing. Yeah, play the whole thing. Fuck it, because it's so funny. This is incredible. This is so good, guys. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Holy Christ. That's freaking unbelievable, Vito. I don't believe it. Kurt Angle's coming to TNA. No freaking way. Oh, God. Listen to this crowd. Kurt Angle. Yeah. (laughs) Don West screaming, listen to this crowd. While they're showing the crowd, and it's just dudes standing there. <laughs> the funniest, because fu- I mean, like, full disclosure, and it's not going to shock anybody. I had never seen that clip until this morning, mm-hmm. and I immediately texted Joe and was like, "This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life." In fairness, though, as funny as that is, that was a bit. Today's voice is definitely the funniest part yes. of the video. He just like goes to, he becomes a different human. There, it's incredible. Oh, one guy more like this. <laughs> Okay, this this wasn't a topic, but I actually want to do this. This is a good this is a good bit to transition to the grin. You got a time machine, you got your dream promotion, best roster, all the deal. Who is your announced team? Let's try and do it collectively, but we'll go around and everyone give an answer. But I'm I'm really intrigued what our like unanimous decision would be. Because this I'm always fascinated by announced team because I very seldom have strong opinions on it. Very, very rarely. So I'll start with the great Robert O'Neill, who's about to pick Pat McAfee. Paul McAfee. <laughs> no. Colin um, McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I probably – oh, man. It's between Grill Monsoon and Tony Schiavone for me. Is your, wow. is your lead? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know which one. I you know, I, I suppose I should pick one. That's the point of this whole thing is to pick well, one. That's fine. I, I'm because okay. we, we have a discussion here. Like I'm cool with that. So you thrown in two names in the hat. Oracle, we've, Bob's done a nice job of – Giving us some structure, which I appreciate. Your play-by-play man will be before you go. Chris asks, they'll be in their prime. Absolutely, time machine in their prime at their best, whatever version you want. Who are you going with, play-by-play Oracle? Ooh, it's it's tough because, and in, in my opinion, the best ever, not really even so play-by-play, but like the best ever, like sort of commentator who was like. A focal point of a company is Lance Russell, best yeah. of all time. But I'm not sure, you know, Lance was, you know, he was he was good, you know, like on his own and on, on, on the Memphis cards. Um, but of course his his strength was the studio setting. Um ooh. my color guy's gotta be Don West. I, I I'm dead serious. Holy shit. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like it's 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 either Don or Jesse. 
Like, I love Jesse. Jesse yeah. sure pops me. Like, when he would, like, fucking try to infuriate Jim Ross in 92 WCW, was funny as fuck. Like, yeah. It was so funny. Um, but, like... It's it's got to be Don West as 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 color, just because he's like he's like my era's David Crockett, right? Yeah. David Crockett, like some people hate David Crockett because he just like he's a total fucking mark and like screams and like gets like totally into all the like storylines and shit. But like I like that. Like I, I mm-hmm. like I like when you act like a ridiculously obnoxious fan. It fucking rules. I, I, I like that out of color commentary. And I also it's not just that they're always like that excited. Like sometimes they'll add things on their commentary that actually like make sense from like a fan or like Yeah, like, like more like, of a novice perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I can't, I don't think you can put Jim Ross with with Don West because JR's yeah I, I think he, yeah like I I don't well, that'd be incredible parent, right? like <laughs> Jim just punches I, him in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be it's tough. Like I here's the thing. Like I know I'm kind of going all over the place here. I really like the Tony Jesse team in '93. Yep. Um, yeah. And that would be like my, but like I really like Don West. I, I wonder how Tony and Don West would do together. I'll say this, dude. I, Don West wouldn't be in my team, but if you're gonna have him, you may not be a free man booth guy, dude. Jesse and Don West would be incredible oh, audio. Dude. Like you know, so you have a play Tony, by play. Jesse, Don West, that's it, right? There. Right. So, <laughs> so see, here's the thing. Here's my problem. My my objective play by play answer is early '90s Jim Ross. Immediate response. My issue is, as Oracle mapped out there, my color guy is Ventura, and I've heard those two together. Mm. <laughs> and it was it was tough, let me tell you. They did not enjoy each other's company very much. Jim wouldn't sell for Jesse's bullshit. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> so my dream team was already hooked. So my favorite team, again, Oracle mentioned it, when Shivani, you know, when Jim Ross left and Shivani would, would work with Ventura, I love that team. So much so that I actually kind of – it bums me out when Heenan comes across because as great as Heenan is, I just preferred Ventura as a color guy. I just did. It's just me. So now I, I'm kind of stuck. I'll say this. Jim Ross, like, I want to lock you in as my play-by-play guy. Shoot, help us out here. Where are you at on this whole – going totally off the board. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm okay. going Tony Schiavone, Paul okay. White, and Eddie Kingston. Nah. <laughs> No, and I, look, I'm totally popping myself with this, but I think I actually mean it. Give me Bill Mercer and Eddie Kingston. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, wow. I fucking love Bill Mercer. And I know there's people who totally disagree with me on that. I think he's incredible. He's not like the greatest play-by-play guy of all time, he like calling the moves. But holy fuck, man, that guy would sell the uh, shit dude, out of him. Imagine King in that territory on color. Yeah. I don't even care. I'm not. I'm not defending this. I would lose my mind if Bill Mercer and Eddie Kingston. But I think I actually think Bill Mercer and Prime Jr. would work together really, really well. What is Prime Jr.? To WCW. Me it's early 90s. Yeah. 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 I really like '95 to '90 to '98 Jr. That's I think interesting. He was, I think I he was really still good in the Attitude Era. This is not his prime. He was. It's just yeah. like my favorite. Yeah. That's, that's all. Right. Look, he's to be honest. He was great for twenty years, right? Yeah. Basically, like. Yeah. But oh, yeah. My, my favorite version of him is like full sports announcer Jim talking about how the other guys taunt and have muscles. 
<laughs> every fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We ain't gonna reach a consensus here, but that was a fun conversation. Kevin Kelly has become very good. I just wouldn't I just can't have him in this conversation. I have my limits, unfortunately. Zach, I'm sorry. I get why you'd like him though. Um who else we got in the chat here? Nobody brought uh, up Chris Jericho. Doc says Heenan, Monsoon, and Shivani is his free man team. Yeah, I mean that's probably what I would go with. Gorilla used to piss me off with like it's funny, but he'd be like, "You're not gonna pin him with the way that." Like, fuck off, Gorilla! You'd be an asshole. Like, he, he would like bury talent and shit. Like, oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, <laughs> to, to you're be not fair, Mister Perfect that way. It always put me when Ventura would do the deal where he would like. He would pick apart stuff that he knew made no sense because he had been in professional wrestling just to get himself over. Like he'd be like, "What? Hang on a second, the baby face just cheated you. Sorry, piece of shit, Tony Schiavone." And Schiavone would have to like, <laughs> he, you know, Ventura is a, a character. Yeah, so. Excalibur is really good too. I think we he is. Mm-hmm. I really wish. And look, I don't actually care, but like an announcer of his talent, I really wish he wasn't in a mask. <laughs> Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter, but, like, yeah. it'd be nice. He's like, awesome, though, dude. Like, I was, if people would follow me on Twitter, would see, I was watching some PWG earlier. He's wild, that dude just, like, anchors TV shows now. Yeah. He's Insane. very good. Yeah, he's, I get you, though. It's always, if you watch AEW someone that's not a fan, it will always be a slight barrier. It's not a big deal. They're not going to turn on the show up. But they're always like, what the fuck was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I know he's not good, but like for that late '80s, early '90s, like over the top style, I do like Vince on play by play. I know I Vince had his moments. I, yeah, I, put up I'm Drew, not bearing it. Put up Drew's comment. My commentary team is Robert O'Neill and Mike Adam Lee. <laughs> Imagine Adam Lee's cell when Bob goes. You know, Mike. I call them the bad brothers. <laughs> Big pop at the announce booth. <laughs> Huge. I'll be honest here, Bob. I like Vince as an announcer. Unironically pops me. Not ashamed of it. I think he's look, he has massive flaws, don't wrong. Hmm. I think when he can sink his teeth into a story that he's clearly enjoying internally, I think it can be good shit. I really do. Guys, Bob hitting his bad brothers line and Vince doing his big over the top laugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. But would that be funnier than if the, the good would that be funnier than if the good brothers were baby faces and he had to like argue with Bob about it? how did you say that? <laughs> they won the world. <laughs> Talks about them winning that tournament in Saudi. <laughs> Dude, Vince commentating Sean's entrance when he was the top baby face. Oh, He's like, That's one of the weirdest, like, not weird, it's the wrong term, like, it's just wild, right? Like, he just multiple times over, like, ah, just scream, <laughs> scream. Dude, I'm not going to lie. When Vince came back, when they were doing the dumb uh, – Raw guest host era yes. when, when Jesse came back and they Vince and Jesse called that battle royal. I lost my shit. Like I was that like, rolled. oh my god, this is awesome. Like and they I, did that, that segment. So Remember that segment they did where Ventura like shot and they did this like work shit where he was like, Your dad this, trust you to be a referee. Remember that weird deal they yes, did backstage? Yes. What weird era of TV that was for them, by the way, huh? Very bizarre. They did the great, Bob, really good. Did the great Bob Barker. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna start naming random announcers, just throwing them out in the middle. Of the Who did you say? Taz is really good. Yeah, yeah. Taz is this it. version of Taz is tremendous. Michael Cole and Taz, oh, great team. Oh, yeah, that were a great team. Oh, six, great, great team. <gasps> Dude, look at this suggestion: Vince, Punk, and Eddie. Oh my God! <laughs> Fuck. Just I think Punk Vince. has the potential to be an all-time great 
announcer when he's, he's done. Great, man. Yeah. His voice is great for. I know it sounds silly, but it's a real thing. Like, no, it is. Yeah. Certain, and like that's your content, problem. Yeah, his content's always great though too. So you know, I think punks. In an ideal world, I think we all agree that we want Punk to be the the color guy for AEW in yeah you know, five years or whatever, right? Like maybe less than I don't know, but I really like uh, Tom Phillips too. It's kind of a shame that he's I dropped am, off the face of the earth. I've never got the Tom Phillips thing, man. Really? When he when he got fired, like look, bless him, I don't want to lose job. When he got fired, there was a lot, to, and I just didn't. He never separated himself from like Vic Joseph for me. That I, I, I will agree that like he doesn't blow you away, but I thought he's very good, and I think I think. There was a long time where it doesn't blow you away is all I really wanted from a wrestling announcer. Yeah. Like, um, God, God, yeah, I thought. I mean, I always thought he was pretty good. Tanay was terrible as a play-by-play guy in TNA. Yeah. He was. He was, awesome. was best as the third man. He, he was. He was. He was really good in '96, '97 when they'd bring him in and he'd do like yep. lucha stuff and Dusty Rhodes would like pop at all the shit that he was saying <laughs> and like he'd be like, uh, "I'm Mike Tanagi," and I was like, "There's there's no way to." God, there's, so good. God. there's nowhere near enough fun at the fact that they used to have a commentary team of Shivani, Heenan, and Dusty, which is already a pop, right? And when the Cruiserweight matches happened, they were just like openly be like, yeah, these guys have no fucking clue what's going on. So here's Mike tonight. Like, they already had a three man team. And as, as Oracle said, like Dusty would just like pop at the idea of these guys wrestling. Like he would just pop him. Like, like you call that what? Like. <laughs> Dusty might be on my team, man. He's such good entertainment. He's I'm so sorry. great, dude. He's so great. And, and Eddie Kingston has kind of that Dustyism, you know, yeah. like of his commentary style. Like, Dusty would derail, like he would derail Saturday Night so many times. Yeah. He'd be like, Tony would just lose his shit on, but you know, and he wouldn't be able to contain himself because Dusty would be rambling on during like. You know, going it's on a bit about Big Bubba Rogers or something for like three minutes. It, but what's great about that is. How wonderful is it that it's the same Tony sitting next to him? How fucking cool is that it's, guy? It's Seriously. Because awesome. you know, you know like, oh, I mean, it's not, I'm not giving anything away why I say Shivani like, adores Eddie, right? Like they're they're really friendly and, and it's yeah. a great dynamic they have. But like the idea that it's the same guy putting up with that bullshit, God, it's it's wonderful. I absolutely love it. Um now you're right, it's a it's a good comparison. Dusty would be. The chat keeps bringing up Joey Styles. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not a fan either. I don't know if anyone else has a different opinion. As Kevin mentions Booker T, he has a bit of Dusty to him. He was out of his fucking mind. Booker T used to pop me all the time on commentary. He wasn't good, but... Booker was so fun. Yeah. And that's sometimes we won. I I think he was definitely below the Dusty Eddie. I think he's in the same tier, but Booker... Yeah. I still think he added, like, he added an energy to it. That 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 team at 2017 Raw with with Graves and and Cole was hilarious because he yeah. like he hated Corey Graves. I swear to God, he hated Corey Graves. <laughs> yeah, rolled. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh was, yeah, there's that clip where Graves like dunks on him and Booker just stare. Oh my God, I just remembered that. Elmac <laughs> <laughs> mentions it so like he usually just hate Jason yes. Jordan. <laughs> the thing is, uh, is and I you know you said fun there. My genuine take on announcers is, and this is probably the WCW loving me. I love WCW shows. They would always start with the the camera on the announcer, right? You do the intro, you get they set up the show. And I will always think of announcers just here are the guys I'm spending the next three hours with, you know, the next two hours. And 
I know that Dusty wasn't most insightful, but fuck, pay-per-views are so much better. When you click on those pay-per-views and you'll spend the next three hours with Dusty in your ear, God, it's a treat, man. Mocker was like that, too, yeah. I thought. I yes, like Mocker, man. The uh, what what was it the uh the pro crew was it Chris Cruz that piece of shit Chris Cruz <laughs> oh that fucking guy Dusty Rhodes and fucking Zabisco what a fucking crew that was good lord like oh, the best man he's this is what I'm talking about like how much fun are we having talking about this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> guys I fucking hate Moro. I'm yeah, sorry. Shoot, I, like I quit watching NXT weekly television because of him. I legitimately like him. I'm not even doing a bit. I, yeah, uh, I watched the Spanish feed of Takeover like three three takeovers in a row. I'm, I'm yeah. that's I'm not doing a bit. I I couldn't stand it. It ruined the show for me. Are we not bringing up Lawler for for um you know extra curricular reasons? Because like my, me personally, I'm not. I just think he's. I never liked I, his I never th- I've never thought Lawler was good. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. There was there were times where I actually thought he was actually okay with Cole, like after like right around the PGR started, like he was like fine, like he was not good, yeah. he was like not like terrible. Um, but like I mean, like it's like you shot you, I mean you're shouting about breasts the whole fucking time. It's like it's just it's not even it's just annoying. It's like yeah, you know, it's just like whatever, dude. Like yeah, I mean it was it was it was a representation of the times or whatever. But what did you guys think of Jr. and Heyman? That little brief run because I it. thought they ruled. He really got that under his fun. skin. Yeah, it was wonderful. Was <laughs> Heyman's listen, man. I've said like Heyman is what he is, and he's very flawed, but he's fucking great at pro wrestling, right? Like you give him a role that's not complete shit, he'll make he'll make it good TV, and he yeah. was wonderful in that role. I thought, but no, that's just me. Um, I Doc, I always thought Renee. To me, Renee is a good case of what we're talking about here. Where if she was in a team that was just having fun watching the wrestling, I think she'd be good. Her trying to like go back and forth with Graves all night, like fuck was, no, she, I don't want it. Renee Young was for the 2010s WWE. She was what Mean Gene was in the yes. 80s, early 90s, yes. and what Todd Pettengill was. You know, she was she was excellent at that that hosting job. She was legitimately maybe the best, uh, other mm-hmm. than maybe other than maybe Gene, who was really her mentor in a lot of ways when she came in, right? Like, yeah, Gene, you know, Gene really did kind of mentor her. She. She was so good at that, so good at that, like just outstanding at that. And like her podcast is great, by the way. Yeah, I would really great. like her to be to take over that rule in AEW. That way, Tony doesn't have to keep going up and down that ramp and up and down those stairs. Right, and, right, um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if she. I mean, I. She sure sounds like she's going to do something with them sooner or later. I don't know how mm-hmm. full time it'll be. I would definitely give her a chance on commentary if she wants to do it. I've always gotten the impression that I don't think she necessarily loves it. Um, yeah. But I do I, – part of that, I'm sure, is getting produced by Vince. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how maybe – you know, I would I, – I think actually she'd be really interesting on those universal shows where it's pre-tape. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know – Especially with Taz having fun imagine, and all that stuff. Imagine yeah. – imagine – I think it'd be fun. Because now, I mean, Eddie would be Eddie, but imagine Renee and Eddie on a... They're friends, too. Yeah, they're fun, yeah. I know they are. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, it, it, would be, it would be a fun... <laughs> Some shitty matches going on. They just talk about Mox the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> By um, the way, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna jump on the grenade here. This is a big error of mine saying this publicly. I'm going to do it. Someone brought him up. Unironically enjoy JBL, the color commentator. Sorry, I'm doing it. I'm, I know. I know. Fun. Had many years where he was not so good. I think when he was on, 
I legitimately thought he enhanced the shit he was announcing. I really believed that. Like, I thought he was legitimately good. I agree with you, not just in the 06 07 period, which everybody, all, I think right. most people still like. It was hit or miss. It was 50 50. Some weeks it'd yes. be like, like when he was like, ah, spack path, fada. You know, and it was like, wow. That, 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 that got old. But like, like when, he's still at these moments. Yeah. You know, but, but like when that, that three man booth with Cole Lawler and that kind of fit in the same period where, you know, where Lawler would actually like analyze a match and not like be like, yeah. ah, Vicky Guerrero's fat, huh? Like, <laughs> like, like just do a whole show with Jerry Lawler. When, <laughs> just only saying things like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, they, they would do like I remember him being like good con like the Brock Punk match he was great in that like I yep. mean that 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 whole booth was great that whole card they were great at SummerSlam 2013 they were great con that whole show like you know they 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 were a good team um, especially during like the first six to nine months of the Authority stuff when like I said when that's yeah. my God my God that's <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, once, once, we, once that shit got out of control, it was like, okay. You know. We're not going to get a collective best team, but someone mentioned in the chats. Let's have a little fun with this here. Worst announced team. What's the worst team you can construct? So, for I'll give you some, some help on this one. When we did BPW, which was supposed to be the worst professional wrestling promotion ever on, on our Twitch streams, I believe our team was Adam Lee, Mark Madden. Ugh. And purely because of the chemistry they had in 2000, I put Hudson with him too. Because Hudson and Madden in 2000 was the I, honestly, it was the worst combination of humans ever ever in the history of the world. <laughs> Not even professional wrestling. Hudson is himself is fine, but it, on that team, I, 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 oh. I'll be honest with you. I have a lot of respect for Scott Hudson, um, but boy, oh boy, yeah. 2000 WCW is just first of all, Mark Madden is a legitimate piece of shit. So, like, he's fucking awful. Um, totally agree with you, Mike Adamley. God bless that man. I know his his mental health. I believe was actually, I think he was having some issues even when he was there. Right? Like, yeah, he's got yeah, some uh, um, dementia sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, like, but I always thought I always thought he was charming. Adamley's a guy who I ironically liked. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that. It was Fun. an ironic thing, but that 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 team with he and Taz. That's my, that that was a bad team. Taz had no patience for the guy. <laughs> and I I like I always like the um, something to wrestle with episode they put on the network with where Bruce Pritchard tells the story of, of like Adamley like being confused and Taz getting mad. Like Adamley just got mad and left. Yeah, because and like Taz had to like react, like yeah, it was weird. I, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. There's some that, suggestions here in the chat. We got Josh Matthews is coming up a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in recent ran years, all over him, but he, he oh how deserved it. <laughs> that SmackDown team. It was he and JB Indeed. for several months. Yeah. Todd Grisham. He's coming up. I don't remember him being objectively bad, or I thought he was fine. But I like Todd Grisham. I thought he was good. Was he Josh the one that had the thing with Striker and Percy Watson? See, oh. here's the thing, though, right? I did like an 08 watch not long ago. Don't Who say would, it. was it? Was no, hang on. Hang on. Was Grisham with? Was he and Striker the team that like was critically acclaimed initially, mm-hmm. and then it all went oh. to shit? Yeah, ECW, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bless. 
Bless Matt Striker, but the worst thing that ever happened to that dude was getting praised. Much like us with this show, to be fair. But fair. I mean, when I'm he out, bro. Like he just he got fueled, and it just it very bad, very very bad. Oh God, <laughs> Alex Marvez was terrible. What about the guy that Adnan Burke just come up in the chat? What about him? Bob, he was, he was, he was like he wasn't good, but I think he was never like a good fit either. Like I thought. <laughs> You know, and that's probably that makes him bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he never really have now any good. He's fine. I mean, at least he has. Well, I've liked him almost history with the combat sports and stuff. And then Vert came from like MLB Tonight but or whatever. Grisham, is it Grisham or Grisham? Grisham, Grisham, yeah, with an I. Grisham's like a he's a combat sports guy now. He yes, does like he? all of the he's fucking doing he soccer like, for a while. He did he did UFC for a bit, but he's like a. The top kickboxing guy, he does boxing. He yeah. does the zones boxing, man. He's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. But. He went to ESPN for a while, I believe, and then now he's uh, doing boxing, apparently. Yeah, he does the zones stuff. But anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. Coach was bad, too. Yeah. Coach, yeah. coach is an interesting guy. I, I love my coach and like when he was kind of a manager. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably <laughs> ironically, but I fucking loved it so much. He's like one of those guys that, you could convince me that I love or hate him, and I don't really know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the truth. Like, he'll, I'll read one headline from Coach, but like, eh, seems like a nice enough guy. I'll read another and be like, this guy fucking sucks. His yeah. theme music and that fucking Players Club Titans. <laughs> oh man, I fucking loved that shit. When they um when they did the three man booth with him and Jr. and Lawler, he did a really good job making Jr. mad all the time. <laughs> the thing is with Jr. is he has like everyone picked on him. But he knew the pit we could actually go back out and get mad at. Yeah. And like, of course, Jonathan Coach would be one that he'd actually fight. And Heyman, the yeah. same thing, right? He knew that no one liked Heyman in the office. So fuck it, I'll just argue with Paul on TV. Mm-hmm. Jim Ross is very. Um, Jim Ross is a bootlicker, right? Yes. Yeah. Like an all time great. Like he'll look whatever boot lines up in front of him at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you. Well, here's a genuine question, okay? I think we can all agree that we genuinely generally do not care where people go and choose to do their career, their lives. If JR like turns around and just goes back to being like a WWE guy. That would be the funniest fucking thing ever. Do you like, do you just respect it from a bootlicking perspective? Or do you, are you like, as he's an absolute fucking clown? What side of that are you on? I respect it at this point because just like, he's already done that so many times that like, it, like it's winning winning your turns, money, man. Dude, I'll never forget. I was on I was on a bus listening to Saints Wrestling, which is a bad place to be in life. Never end up there, but I was, right? And they're talking about Jim Ross. And, like, Bruce is defending everything. And then Conrad, is, as a single transition goes, up next, uh, Eric Bischoff defeated Jim Ross in a street fight when he kicked a cinder block over his head. <laughs> and Bruce fucking erupted. <laughs> and I was sitting there on public transport, like, crying. I could Because they just ripped him on TV. And he just like took yeah. it. Brutal, man. Come on. Dude, when they did that shit, I remember watching that shit live. Like, <laughs> and, like I, I was like, I was still a kid, so like, I mean, you know, like I, I, I knew it was work by that point, but I was like, you know, I loved the JR King, you know, commentary team at the time, so I was like all mad and shit. And then like JR was like bleeding. They fucking like broke a yeah. brick over his mm-hmm. head. <laughs> the picture like, of me is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that when when Kane set him ablaze. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I was at that show. <laughs> <Were you> really? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, we, we, drove, we drove to Indianapolis to see Goldberg live, and he wasn't fucking there. And then we saw JR get set on fire. Dude. Oh, that's great. I fucking love the WWF still. Listen, right. man. I, that's great. That's classic. That's classic WWF bullshit. I don't want to. Bullshit. I, it's very difficult because this is not the correct take. Like, if someone's treated like shit by their employer, then that's on the employer, obviously. However, like, I can't, I have my, my leash can only be so long, you know? Like, Jim worked there for like 25 years, yeah. would always just go back. Like, fucking hell, man. Just you can make money elsewhere. Stop this shit, but whatever. I think I've reached the point with JR where I'm starting to ironically like him now. Oh, I'm <laughs> way part. I'm so there. He gets he some of the so shit much. he says is so fucking funny. <laughs> Like, well, like this, for example. When, when he, when he, when somebody was like, FTR is one of the best tag teams of all yeah. time. <laughs> or like Young Bucks, or they'll say something like that. And he's like, what about the Monkey Brothers? He gets furious because. I love when he fucks up. And then he immediately fucking does the, oh, I guess I'm in. <laughs> I can't even finish it. Oh, it's so great. Uh, he, does, he honestly does still have moments where he's actually good. We've talked yeah. about this. Like, mm-hmm. there's people on. Like, well, I think people... the last few months he's been almost consistently good. Yeah. I really do. Tony, uh, Excalibur, and JR were excellent on Wednesday night for the opener. They yeah, tremendous. <laughs> what you said is when he makes a mistake and Excalibur corrects him in the most polite way ever. He's like, Jim. I know you may be confused, but this actually is what happened. Please don't be offended, Jim. I promise. I'm just trying to explain to our viewers. And he's like, well, yes, I just get up and leave, huh? Got no use here, huh? Mark? Uh, yeah, I loved when he called him Mark. That was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm reaching the point where I'm going to be sad when JR leaves. This one, I mentioned yeah. this on Wednesday. He was like, he takes on Malachi. Malachi? Not Malachi. 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 <laughs> What the fuck? Remember when he couldn't say Andrade's name for like the first week? Andre. <laughs> and then and then TK booked him in an interview together as a rib. Yes. <laughs> yeah, JR and Tony and Excalibur are a tremendous team. And it's fascinating too because it's really three lead guys. Like they don't have a true color yeah. guy. And it fucking works. Because it's because it's a perfect. You know, I said earlier, I'm going to spend the next two hours with these guys, and I like them all for to different reasons and different levels. Yeah. Tony's the best example of that, dude. I'm just happy having Tony in my ear for a couple of hours. I'm cool with it, you know. Like listening to him mark out for Brian, fucking what a ride this promotion is, you know. It's awesome. I was one of those people that like got actively convinced by the narrative that Tony was bad. Like I forgot that I liked Tony. And like getting reintroduced to him has just been fucking awesome. That that yeah. man dealt with the shit that he dealt with and fucking lost his fucking love for wrestling by like 98 or 99 and he was just hanging on because it was money because he had family to pay for you know like because that because he was like he had lost his like he was just collecting a paycheck and i totally get it because mm-hmm. like those last couple of years were rough right like and of course as as joe mentioned he didn't have the help right he had to fucking call with scott Hudson and fucking mark yeah. madden Dude, he's like the ones that stand out to me. Number one, his call and venture of that matter of Vader Flair, where they did the big story of you know Flair's going in there mm. to try and survive, and like the pride in Tony's voice, man, like he's fucking. And then even I think he nailed Hogan Flair one. 
like I understand why that whole match represents some bad, you know, as long as well as the good, but like he gives that big fight feel. You know, and obviously the famous call is the NWO, right? When Hogan turns yeah. and the, that's an iconic. He's great in 96 and 97. He's, he's fucking great. He's, on, he's an all-time great professional wrestling mm-hmm. announcer. And it's, he's so good that AEW's, this little run, has convinced everyone of that. When really, as Shoot said, I'm with, I'm right with you on that, man. Like, we kind of, and it isn't even a WWE narrative. Like, he just kind yeah. of left the business in a way where it was like, I guess he sucked. I don't know. Everyone yeah. dunked on him. The greatest, you know, night in history of I'm so glad he's getting this right. He's one of the biggest. His legacy has benefited from AEW more than almost anyone. <laughs> I, I that, say, he, he he called that Flair return uh, on the September 98th oh, beautifully too. That's a classic that was, moment. Yeah. yeah. Him and Punk in that fucking in-ring interview when they just hugged, like these two guys that fucking fell out of love of pro wrestling, and here they are back to get like that was a moment, man. That was cool. Like, that was cool. I'm, I'm totally with you, dude. <laughs> Look at this shit. I'm pretty sure JR yeah. just said fucking called him Andre the Idol. <laughs> God, that rules. Um, <laughs> JR, people are asking our favorite AEW commentary calls. Um, JR for Danielson, man. Yes. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah. And obviously, you know, just before that. I'll be, I that honestly, really I think, call, I think yeah. my favorite AEW call is from that show, but it's Excalibur debuting the home of professional wrestling is all elite wrestling. And right when, before that, when Danielson gets to the ring, Excalibur just fucking yells, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Which is like one of my favorite catchphrases right. that I use all the time. And this is partly because I've watched it 101 times. Punk's debut having no commentary. Yeah. And then Excalibur coming in with, you know, CM Punk's arrived and all the wrestling, which was obviously the formal line you had to hear. It's the fact that it's kind of muted under how loud the crowd is. And then Jim Ross, fuck, Jordan listen to that. that. Yep. That Jordan line and yeah. the way he delivers it, the actual sincere, like, passion, gives me chills every time. That whole thing gives me chills. But that, I always think that's a great one. Um, I just think, like, their whole all-out call was just fabulous. The way they yeah, called they the Lucha Bros, the way they called, dude, I said it on, I think maybe it was the, the Distraction Podcast on Fightful, not affiliated with this program. Um, that he's their call of that Kingston Miro match was fucking incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Excalibur had the line about like he's like Han Solo, Han Solo? Remember that deal? Where he's <laughs> like, you don't turn the odds, all that shit. Like, it's they're a great team. I really believe that, and I get that people don't like Jim Ross for a range of reasons. Bob can explain those in a minute. Um, Bob, before you do explain it, please do not tell me it's because he's a pervert because that really calls this whole podcast into question. Please explain why you don't like Jim Ross. No, I mean, I actually kind of uh, am on the same page as you guys. I think he's gotten better over the past couple months, and he's actually pretty entertaining to listen to. Like, he's not being outwardly problematic. Like, he had some, you know, problematic stuff with the women earlier. That's a fair criticism. He's um, he's cut that down, and now it is just like when he makes a mistake, he acts like he's just going to get up and leave, and I enjoy that. Um, that's some good, good stuff. Um, no, I think he, uh, I think he has, you know, again, cut out a lot of the negative stuff and he's gotten better. Yeah. That, that two months straight where he talked about Statlander losing weight. Yeah. Well, that was, that was probably not ideal. No, that not that's not even, yeah, that wasn't even him being problematic. Cause he would say the same shit about the men. 
But like, yeah, I just I struggle with that stuff. I yeah, I said on Twitch and people were kind of mad, but I was like, I I didn't. And look, four or five weeks brings out. I just don't get the issue with him mentioning Riho's weight. Yeah, like listen, I I I before I go any further, I do get it. Here's my response, genuinely. If you watched AEW, anyone that hasn't watched the product back to front, and they see Riho, they will be like, she is fucking tiny. She is. Yeah. Mm. When I was a kid and Ray Jr. would be on the screen, Jim Ross would not let me go a minute without reminding me of how fucking small that guy was. I don't think yeah. his intentions are anything other than let's get Riho over as the underdog she is. I really believe that. Now, you have a lot of evidence that maybe it's not that and he's just out of touch and old, and that's fair. But like, I just think, I don't know, I think it's a logical thing to bring up with Riho. She's tiny. I've never even noticed it, if I'm being honest with you. The Statlander one's the one that I noticed. Um, the the small thing just made me think of uh, I watched a pay-per-view with my dad and I think it was Ray Jr. against Batista and I've never seen my dad so fucking mad in my life it's a real <laughs> this is fucking bullshit <laughs> my, my dad does the same shit about this. he's like he's all in on the, on the small guys that can do cool moves until they have to wrestle a big guy and he's like this is this is disgraceful this is wrong yeah. I don't know. I look. If you guys, okay, four or five weeks. That's fair. I, I don't. You know, I can't argue that. That may be fair. Um, uh, I, 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 I get it. They're non fans, so I get it. But I, I think, I, I think sometimes being a big guy doesn't mean shit. No, I actually agree with you. So, yeah, but it's like it's preconditioned. It's, stuff. it's, it, it is, it is. You got to remember too. Is like. In all seriousness, like people from before our generation, or well, I'm not even your guys' generation, but like before my generation, like we didn't have fucking MMA. So you didn't see like, yeah, you don't even see that now in UFC, but there was that time period where you actually saw people of different sizes fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So there was He's, a long time where like it was accepted that a little guy was always going to get his ass beat by a big guy because we didn't see all these different mixed martial arts and, and techniques. His mind, his mind just sees Riho and goes to, the story to tell there is her fighting from underneath as an underdog. That's yeah. what his brain does. Now, I agree with your criticism is that he should say other stuff about her. It's probably true. Yes, yeah, very fair. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I think he's, his intentions are, are good. Yeah. With that. No, and I mean, I think there's a point to be had there. Like, older people say things that don't necessarily line up with uh, things that are okay to yeah, say these days. They're just not doing, it, not doing it on national TV. Like, hang on. Is. To be clear, I'm not endorsing him saying that he wishes Anna Jay had a wardrobe malfunction. I'm simply yeah. saying that he's fine saying Riho is small. <laughs> Can yeah. we please differentiate those two things before we go any further? Forgot about him saying Kenny Omega was the WWE champion. That was well, yeah, that, that wasn't even a big deal, but that shit was that's funny just, as hell. That's it funny. Will, dude, it will never top them doing a five-minute video package celebrating AEW and him going, see you next week on WWE Dynamite and like... <laughs> That is one of the fucking greatest things he's ever done. They did a full video celebrating the pandemic, like they had yep. time in Daly's place. And he was like, well, you got to love it, right? WWE Dynamite. See you next week, folks. <laughs> God bless, <laughs> man. Go to AEWTix.com for tickets to see WWE Dynamite. <laughs> You're right, Zach. Riho is the most experienced. Maybe they should talk about them. But they do, in fairness, they talk a lot about her turning pro at like nine, right? Yeah. I've heard them say a lot anyway. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anyone's wrong. I'm just saying I think in that case, his intentions are good. He, when he talks about our women's weight, he should probably shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. Anyway, I have another topic. Remember I had a prepared topic? 
an hour and 40 minutes ago. This rules because I have no idea what this is. Um, this is not actually that interesting, to be honest, but we'll do it. Today, our friend, the American dragon, Brian Danielson, um, a bootlicker who refused to bury the WWF on his way out. Um, joke. He got his first five-star match from the illustrious David Meltzer of the oh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. No. Okay? Jesus Christ. Now, I do not want to talk about star ratings. I don't. I would like us, as people that I think we have all seen, different portions of Brian's career. Okay? I would like us to figure out what Brian matches we would list as his sort of, like, greatest hits. So I would say that Bob and Shoot and Oracle actually also, but Oracle probably has more crossover. You're all very well versed in these World Wrestling Federation stint, okay? Yeah. I'm pretty pretty clued in on the Ring of Honor stuff because I've rewatched all of it like last year. I don't want to make it a star rating thing. I do think it's an interesting conversation though, in terms of like what is what are the matches you would you would put forward as how the fuck isn't this the full the full uh Monty. So I'll start Oracle of Wrestling. Oh, put a Brian one. match on the table. Huh? We can just tune out <laughs> for about 20 minutes here. But a single match. We're going to go one. We're going to one more. Oh, okay, one match. Gotcha. Single match you would put forward as one, you know, whether you think it's five stars or not, it's kind of, you know, besides the point. A Brian Danielson classic on the table. What would you go with? It's tough to say. Um, I mean, I think I think the easiest answer would be the Nigel unification match. Yep. Yeah. Um, in uh, your neck of the woods, I believe, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Liverpool, I want to say, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because they had several matches. I've seen a couple of them. I, I saw the uh, 2008 anniversary show match, and that's also excellent, but I don't think yes. it's as good as a unification. Um, that would be the one that kind of comes to mind. As like that, I agree. You know. um, in terms of his WWE stuff, I know I'm only supposed to do one match, but I'm, it's tough. Like I feel like the Cena match was so pivotal, right? I, I almost want to put that there, even though I think they kind of it was a little video gamey in the in the way that they worked. Yeah. It. Um and I think Brock Punk is the better match from that show. Um and Christian Del Rio is outstanding from that show too, but I, I think the order would be Brock Punk, Cena Bryan, Christian Del Rio. All three are like classic matches. Um, or at least really great matches. But those those would be the two. I, I think those are the ones that kind of stand out as like okay. you know. So the the Nigel match, this, I say this because this popped me went that direction because I think it's one that jumped off the page for a lot of people, you know, those in the chat too. That is his actual highest rated match on the cage match gimmick. Mm-hmm. Not by a lot. He's got a lot in that nine. Mm-hmm. But like, it is the highest rated match. It's a match that we discussed briefly last week in terms of the danger element of professional wrestling, right, with Nigel doing some stuff that is objectively ill-advised. But man, is it a dramatic piece of art, and it's a tremendous, tremendous match. Bob, I think I know where you're going with this, but I think we'll all agree with it, so hit the high spot on this one, brother. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you got to go with the Brock match. Um, it's just, you know, just great stuff all around uh, from both of them. 
probably the best WWE match from both of them, I would say. Um, you know, and I do think that uh, the Triple H match to open WrestleMania 30 is also, that might be Triple H's best just straight up one-on-one match. So yeah. I think that one also deserves some acclaim. Um, but yeah, I would go with the Brock match. Okay. Shoot. What would you like I mean, to answer that? Good. I think I probably would have went with Cena. Um, but to go with something that nobody said yet, I would probably go with the Kofi match at WrestleMania. Mm. Um, and you know, a match I really liked, I don't think anyone else would agree with me probably, is uh, I really liked the Miz match at SummerSlam where they basically just fucking worked a Memphis match. I fucking loved that match. That match fucking ruled, man. Yeah. A lot of people did not like it. I fucking yeah, loved it. I loved it. I love confirm. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bag. I don't know. The, the lack of hate for that match killed it. I thought that is that the fair. Yeah, that was a weird time in WWE where it felt like everything that was a home run would just they would fucking manage to hit a single off. It was weird. Yeah. Um, the reason I actually said so here's the deal is, I we all like every match has come up. Okay. I thought this was an interesting topic because as I looked at the WWE stuff earlier, I have to admit. I was a little bit perplexed. I mean, we all agree it's a great run and one that rightly belongs in history. I don't know if it's actually surprising at all that he hasn't had a match in WWE and they got the full five from Dave, especially. But, like, I was trying to think if I was a star and guy, which one I'd be most likely to give the five to. And, like, I think Brock is the only one I would actually do. Am I insane for that in terms of the WWE stuff? I think the Ring of Honor stuff, I think if, if he had those matches now, Dave would give all of them five. I mean, it's made carry speed system changing. Like, I don't actually think it's crazy that he's not got a five-star interview at all. You know and what's I've fascinating? Been, and I'm not, yeah. I know this isn't an authority. I'm not trying to claim. That brock Brian match on Cage match, that's that's his 15th highest rated WWE match. 15th. Wow. I think that's his best. I, I honestly think that match is the, is the one that... The story they tell and the what the the content itself, I think, I think yeah. is the most enduring. It's the one that sticks with me most. I'm I mean, not saying the punk match isn't great. I'm not saying the cinematic is great. I would not have gone the full five stars on those if that was my bag. Let me run down these because I just want to get people's thoughts on them. Okay, we'll see, we'll see where people stand. Now, number one is the Shield versus Brian Kane and Ryback in a TLC match. Whatever, yeah, that is, yeah that's number one. That but that's number a different two, thing, right? Yeah. Is Brian and Cena at SummerSlam? I, I think. Sorry, shoot, but we'll just go. What you know, you know, for the sake of. Uh, I think Oracle's comment about video. Like, I don't. I don't love that on rewatch particularly. I really don't. I don't think there's a lot particularly great there's amount always, of ideas in it. It's, another thing about that one is, I, I still think it's a classic match. I really do. Honestly, I do. Um, partly because of the because of the meaning overall, right? You know? Yeah. Um, the uh, significance would be the more apropos. And that matters most, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just mechanically, uh, I don't know. When when they're doing the, the knuckle lock sequence, Cena is blatantly in the mic, like, calling yeah. spots. He's brutal. The entire actually. knuckle lock sequence. And, like, I remember just thinking, like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah. <clears throat> He's he's bad about that. But. Yeah, it's kind of just what he did. It's just a yeah. weird match structurally. I always find I don't know. It's a strange one. It's a, but I'm aware of it. Carry on, shoot. Sorry. Okay, so 
I fucking hit the sort button. Three, we got Punk versus Brian at Over the Limit. Oh, that's outstanding. Which, I'm going to be 100% that, honest with you. I don't really remember it that well. Oh, brother, you should put that. It's yeah. incredible. Well, I, I recently reviewed it. Anymore, it was, so. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, I, that match is incredible. If, again, would I go full five stars? I don't know. But it's a fucking incredible match. Fourth is uh, Styles versus Brian on SmackDown where Brian won the title. Awesome. And that's, that's actually. Uh, Wait, that's when Brian won the title? That, What's that? Was, was this? That's when Brian turns yeah, this, wins the belt to oh, set up the Brock yeah. match. Well, yes, I was at I that. Better, great. The one before I think is better. The one that, the, that match and the one before better. that they did in what 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two matches that Dave gave four and a three quarter. Those are. His I only was, two. I was thinking of the one they worked on SmackDown last year. Do you remember the match that, that went for four five titles, minutes? The IC title. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, no, that is that is what this is. Okay, I'm totally wrong. Yeah. That is what this is. That, that so I haven't even seen that match. Um, that one's good, but I don't like it as much as either the 2018 SmackDown matches. I don't matches are incredible. It's, yeah, yeah, the 20 that it's, match and the 2018 match are the only two that, that Dave's given four and three quarters. It's um, very, um, and I mean this in the most loving way because I think they're two of the greatest wrestlers ever. Truly, it's very like showy the the 45 minute IC time. It's very much Brian and AJ having fun in that setting and trying, you know, mm-hmm. having the best match ever, which is great. You just I don't think it's as a perfect picture as the other two, as you mentioned. Okay, so we're gonna go through just the top ten. Why not? Yeah. Fifth is uh, Brian and Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, sixth is Brian and Kofi at WrestleMania. Nope. Uh, seventh is Brian Edge and Roman this year at WrestleMania. It's very good. Um, eighth is the Shield versus Brian Kane and Orton on a SmackDown in 2013. That's when uh, the Shield lost the first match they lost. Yeah. Okay. Great, great mm. match. Um, great TV match. Nine is the WrestleMania 30 main event, and then ten is Cesaro versus Brian from Raw in 2013. That's the that's the gauntlet match. That's like a classic, really. Yeah. In a lot yeah. of ways. So. Yeah. What's interesting here is I've got the cage match on my on my phone. His highest rated WWE match ranks 20th in his career overall. Yeah. Now, again, folks, you may not agree with that, okay? But I brought this up because I wanted to see where everyone was at on the idea that he may fairly not have a five-star match in WWE. Because <laughs> that is fascinating to me because I think he has such an incredible collection of work there. Not, not to mention the Roman Reigns match from Fastlane 2015, which is like yeah. legitimately mm-hmm. better than some of those matches that were named. The Drew Gulak match from Elimination Chamber last year is better awesome. than some of those matches. Mm-hmm. Like- the floor is high, right? Like he's consistently great. I just... It, it, I must admit, there wasn't, other than Brock, which you can convince me on, there, as much as I would accept a lot of those as classics, there wasn't one that I would say I felt was truly above critique. If that makes sense right now. I'll tell you, and, and I don't know how popular opinion this is, but the, the match with Kenta, the ROH match, is like a top 10 all-time match for me. Like to, That match to me, I've watched it 20 times over. I, I adore that match. I think I've seen it. I, I can't, right. I can't, like... I, I did an ROH watch of like twenty matches, like yeah, you probably it was probably ago, in there. So it's it's yeah. it's it was a long time ago, um, several years now. But what's the Nigel match where, like, they do the gentleman's agreement deal, where he won't attack Nigel's head? What, what is the deal where Nigel's concussed or something? And he, he won't I know do what the you're talking about, but I'm not sure if I've seen that one. 
and and Brian has his eye um like he's got comes in with a cut eye or, so, or something and Nigel wins the match in the end by attacking the eye. I wish Omorashima. Yeah, I, I almost named that for my ring because that's that one I remember vividly. Like yep. that and that because I watched that during that same period and that is a fucking I need to find because there's two Roddy matches and one I don't like and one is an all timer for me. Vendetta, the one that goes 45 minutes rather than an hour, haven't one of my seen, favorite matches ever. Oh, that's seen, great. Haven't seen the Roddy matches, haven't seen the Aries matches. Rob's buddy. Um, <laughs> um, has, he, uh, has he hit you up any recently? Oh, he finally blocked me like last summer, and uh, our fun is over. Sorry to hear that. I, I, think, I think it's not a, re- a reach or a stretch to say, like, if any of those ROH matches I just run down happened today, Dave would probably go above five on them. Like, I think he was stingier then. I just think it is so intriguing that as we sit here, I am happy. If someone said to me, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson is the greatest wrestler of all time, I'll go, okay, I accept that as an answer. And I think we can all agree with that, right? Like, he's a fine answer. And I think his WWE run is incredible. It's just, it, it popped me that when I was reading the discourse and considering it myself, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what he's best WWE. It was just, it was an interesting fault. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there you go. He was, he was stingier pre-2017. I think when he broke the scale, things got, you know, just random matches now get four stars. It's interesting. Um, shoot, you seem deep in fault. No, not really. I was reading Cage Match more. <laughs> oh, it's... it's you can get lost on that, right? We've done that on yeah. Twitch. We just have yeah. to check this ratings and shit. Um, we'll do. I think this is actually a worth digging on in terms of us all watching stuff. But getting shoots, watch Ring of Honor will not happen. So maybe yeah, not. that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, that's not even like a bit, man. I just don't have. Well, that's I'm lying. I can't say I don't have time because I 100 percent do have time. I don't want to spend that time on professional wrestling anymore. Between talking about it with you guys for four to six hours a week. And watching my, you know, what is it, four to six hours of AEW week, like that's that's all the wrestling I need that's anymore. Fair. That's fair. Um, it just popped me. Listen, man, I don't think any of us are tied to star ratings, right? Like who, like it is what it is. It just, I think, it's interesting that in a in an era of excess, Brian's matches very seldom went in that direction when he was in WWE, which probably prevented him from getting this fucking illustrious five-star thing that, like, it didn't... But when the matches ended, no one when Kofi won that title or when Brian won the title at 30 looked to their friend and was like, don't think he got the five, brother. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I think that's I think that says a lot about him as a worker in a positive way. I really do. His AEW run is going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. The shit that he's going to do... Um... I just, it's it's going to be incredible. I mean, it really like the the possibilities are so endless, and then he's so unique. You know, he's going to wrestle guys that maybe you wouldn't think he would wrestle. Um, you know, we do the bit about him like showing up on YouTube. I don't think that's actually going to happen as much as I would love it. Um, Tony's not going to do that, but um, coward. Yeah, dude. Like I would. Can you imagine just him going like fifteen with Moriarty uh, at Universal Studios? Like the last thing is like to your point, that's that's good TV. You do it on yeah. TV, right? Here's the thing, yeah. Danielson has the pull to be like, I want to work Lee Moriarty for 15 minutes on Dynamite and TK. Yeah, yeah, he'll do it. 
know? There's no one on the roster that, that him against wouldn't be worth TV time. Yeah. Like, we talk about Angelico. Cody got a match on TV with Angelico. Like, he would absolutely wrestle yeah. on if, TV. If Brian Hannison says, hey, Tony, I want to wrestle Angelico for 11 minutes and work Lucha Mat work, he'd go, oh, hell yeah. yeah we'll put you on yeah. at, uh, you know, 845. I don't... <laughs> Reese has pointed out that Mox has been on elevation, and that's fair. I really don't think we'll ever see Punk on elevation or Cole on elevation or uh, Brian on elevation. Mox is a little different because Mox on elevation is him just coming out there and beating somebody up for a minute and leaving, um, which yeah. is not what those guys are going to do. Um, He's basically giving the people a chance to hear a wild thing at this point yeah. where he does it. There was one recently where he just like, didn't take a bump. It was tremendous. Oh, Punk basically flat out said he's not working YouTube in that fucking <laughs> that first press conference after he debuted. Mm. They like he didn't say it outright, but they asked him about it. He's like, no, I'm I'm a TV guy. <laughs> now here's the thing: Punk will watch the YouTube shows. Yeah, he will absolutely watch the YouTube shows. He's a, he's a wrestling. He's a fan. He'll watch that shit. But I, I'm with you. He's, he 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 said it. He's not gonna go on the fucking YouTube shows. They're also yeah. both in their forties. Like, there's yeah. no reason for them to. Yeah. It's interesting um, to transition here. Our friend, the Oracle of Wrestling, he, he's he's gone topical this week after last week driving confirmed shoot to the chat so he could become <laughs> a mere member That's of the audience. Ruled, though. It was a great bit. Um, hey, we're, we're going to have some interesting ones over time. You know, as, as long as this continues, I loved it. I don't know what I don't know what they're whining about, but we're this gonna, one is very topical. I, I, I didn't whine. Calm down. No, Hang no, on no, a second. No. <laughs> Leaving the show to go in the chat after yeah. dealing with Bob and pitching ideas of each other. I mean, what else was I going to do? I mean, I couldn't contribute to the conversation, so I could either derail it or I could fair. do my own That's thing. I still I love- think a distraction cold open should be Devin talking about Parata Morgan. By, by the way, I love the idea that you're... You're claiming it wasn't derailing the bit when you entered in the chat and started talking about Anna Jay and Tucker. That's fair. <laughs> well, you weren't supposed to put it on the screen. Sorry, I hear that. Okay. This week, Owen Hart, Oracle. I mean, it's actually going to be a really interesting conversation because I think we've all seen differing amounts. Bob has watched 1,500 Owen Hart matches this week in preparation. I did. Let's have some fun this. This isn't a bit, but I'm going to be back in a minute. <laughs> okay. Oracle, set the table with this Owen Hart uh, deep dive. Yeah. So, um, I honestly wanted to watch more than I did. And I, and I watched probably about 10 or 11 matches. But, like, I know that sounds like a lot, but the the type of matches I watched were, well, will we'll kind of clue you in that it wasn't as much as you would right. think. Um, I kind of, you know, I had a busy week, or whatever, a lot of work. Um, but, uh, so I watched uh, pretty much all the 1995 Superstars Owen matches I could find. Uh, and then I also watched Owen and Sean from uh, Raging the Cage in Your House, February 96. And I watched uh blue angel owen in 1988 uh in the la forum or la they might have been doing the coliseum at the time i don't know i i can't remember if it's called the forum or the coliseum some people in the chat might know um against uh barry horowitz from august 13th 1988 so that's 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 the owen i uh, i watched there was a uh, Owen and Yoko versus the Head Shrinkers was 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 probably the best of the Superstars matches. It was a tag title match. It was good. Owen was excellent in it. Um, and the rest was just kind of Owen and Yoko squashes or Owen single squashes. Um, but but it wasn't boring, you know, uh, which which is which is a good thing. Because um, sometimes you know 
even great workers can be boring in squashes. I don't find yeah. Owen to be boring in his squashes. I don't think he's like a Steiner or, or, or a Thunder Rosa or somebody, but you know. <laughs> um, but I also have seen a lot of Owen more than once over time, so I have a pretty good memory of some of his best stuff, including uh, Bob's shirt there, which is an all-time great WWF match. Yes. Um, and Owen was the star of that match, by the way. And when people say he doesn't have classics, that's not true because Owen was the star of Canadian Stampede, in my opinion. And, of course, the opener at WrestleMania with Brett was a classic as well. Um, so, I mean, he's 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 got, you know, not a ton, but he's got, you know, good, you know, good stuff on his resume. Owen's an interesting one because a lot of people rag on him. I think they – I don't know. Like people say he was this guy who, you know, had good technique, had good – mechanics and all that stuff but he wasn't much more than that i don't know man like watching him just in the small sample size that i did yeah the other night and and this evening before the before the wrestling started he was so varied on offense he was so crisp he was so smooth he had a whip and impact about it when he would hit his offense uh he he could play to the card cam really well with his own mannerisms you know the fun Owen. You know, just, you know, shtick in general. Um, just, he he would change his offense up so much, even in his squashes. Like, he'd throw his, he'd throw his leg lariat. He'd throw, God, he had, you know how people always praise Randy Orton and Goldust power slam. Owen's belly to belly yes. overhead was just like that. Snap. Speed, the snap to it, unbelievable, man. Um, great missile drop kick. He could bump and feed well. I'm in the head shrinkers tag, man. Like, his timing was impeccable. He'd come in and, like, because this is when uh, Barbarian was part of the head shrinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Sioni at the time. Was, was that how, is that how you say his name? I can't remember. I, 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 had, I had it on mute when I was watching it. You're good. You're good. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he'd, like, he would just he'd come in and, like, took great bumps and, like, he could just do everything mechanically. And, you know, like anything to do with like the like Christmas or mechanics of, of like in ring work, he was pretty much impeccable at really. Right. Um, good baby face, good heel, especially as a heel. I really like him. Um, but he was very good as in, in that Blue Angel match uh, against uh, Barry Horowitz. Um, he, he hit an awesome moonsault. And this was 1988 WWF, you know. And now I know, you know, Lenny Poffo was doing that before him, you know, a few years before. But, I mean, he fucking crushes Horowitz. Like, oh, yeah. He was – that's a general thing. I mean, everyone agrees he was offensively ahead of his time initially there, right? And he was he was a natural. Yeah. I, I want to – I think it's a really interesting topic. And, and we touched on a little bit on a Twitch stream when our friend SP3 did his top 10 Canadian wrestlers. And I was left trying to navigate the polite way of saying I wasn't sure Owen should be as high as he was because we all understand the circumstantial, you know, not even an elephant in the room. It's just the reality of Owen, right, and his life, unfortunately. And we, and it, we'll never know what he could have done. And I think that's actually a topic worth taking here as we go forward. But before we do that, how did he fare in the greatest wrestler of everything? I, my guess would be his body of work was, was not up to snuff in terms of Getting a good a good red. Did he rank? How did he do in the greatest wrestler ever deal? Oh gosh, I probably just roughly looked that know? up. I probably should have looked that up. I should do. You know what? I should do my research, folks, before I come no, in. No, that's fine. <laughs> oh, sorry, we didn't do any. 
<laughs> um, you know, I, I I don't know if he ranked all that well. Yeah. Um, in those circles, in the PWO, WKO circles, I think he's a little bit more popular in DVDR still. There's boards have identities. If you're not arrested, if you're not in the arrested board thing, there's different identities. That's a totally other topic. Maybe maybe we'll cover it one day. Um, but you know, he he was he's been you know, people have kind of stripped Owen down a lot yeah. in terms of you know critiquing him and stuff. Um, but man, he, I don't know, like he just, he could do everything and it was, he was also, you know, it was in an era that is not really, you know, it's, it's, it's new gen, which I actually think is kind of underrated. New gen. I like it too. Yeah. Um, but he was so consistent. Like, and I'm not saying Owen couldn't phone it in or be boring. I don't know if he was ever boring, but I think he could, you know, you know certainly phone it in. Um, but he just, j- just the way that he carried himself, he had so much confidence in there. He was so mm-hmm. athletic. Like, he could just, he could do so much stuff so well. And as a character, like, he was so entertaining. Like, his promos were never, I mean, but like, although it's a classic, you know, kick his leg in his leg or whatever. Hmm, um, yeah. You know, the 94 rumble. Um, but he, he, like, he was so great in the Austin feud and people ripped him. That, oh, that Austin match was minutes from a classic, by the way. I truly believe that. Yeah. That Austin match, people go back and watch it. It has an unfortunate reputation for what happened in the match. But that match is fucking awesome before for the neck injury. Um, so I, I want to because the you mentioned the um, the era he was in and it's come up in the chat. So this is how I wanted to get into. Before we go any further, I think we all agree. Although everyone marvels at his athletic kind of range beforehand and and the way he would work, Owen's prime is the mid nineties when he gets the heel character Sinky Stevens. Right, collective movement. We can all agree with that much. Yeah, absolutely. Here's my question before we, we continue to you know just delve into his work itself. Would Owen Hart be helped by existing in a wrestling landscape like today, meaning surrounded by other great workers, more you know, when I say great workers, I mean in a sort of great match sense. That you know, like guys that are trying to go there and have killer matches, which the mid-90s WWF was not the you know, he stood out in that regard. Or would it make him stand out less? Your instinctual response to that, uh, Robert O'Neill, who's watched 2,000 matches by Hearts this week? No, I think it definitely would have helped him. I think even like being part of that, uh, like Paul Heyman SmackDown 6 would have helped him even have like, more of a reputation than he already has. Just things change so much just in the like three to five years mm-hmm. after, you know, his accident. Like he, we really did just like scratch the surface. It, it sucks. Shoot, what do you think about that idea? We talked about this a little bit with Ricky Steamboat a couple weeks back, right? Yeah, the thing I will say with Owen, and I'm literally like watching a WCW match of his right now. Um, if he was around today, he would be fucking jacked compared to <laughs> also true. Like, Owen was a thick dude, like, he was he like, was built. And he, I think he, I think he would stand out because I think he could keep up with these guys, and he would be fucking bigger than all of them. Yeah. Like, um, 
is he would he that's the thing that's so hard um in comparing eras because do do I think Owen could work the style that, that's around today? I think he probably could, but you know, we do I think a lot of the guys probably could. They just didn't yeah. because that wasn't what you did then. Um that's a fascinating topic. I do think I, I agree with Bob. Like Owen might have still been around that SmackDown six time. Yeah. yeah I, think, I, mean, fucking fu- I mean, he there was they always said he was gonna quit when he was like 40 and, and so he probably in theory he could have still been around but he might not have been but like yeah he would have been great there um, he would have been there for the like angle jericho radical yeah. like he would have been there for them because was only 34 like barely 34 he's, I, yeah, I, he, yeah. He went through most of this aggression. He, you know, he yeah i thought he was a little bit older than that right. seven but i think he could have i legitimately and i i think i know not everyone's gonna agree with this I mean, I think he could have been WWF champion. In see, here's the thing: is I think I agree in terms of skill, but in terms of his actual career, there's that there's the one moment you circle with Brett, right? Like, yeah, that's when he, yeah, you know, and that's obviously. But like another- you, I think there was the scenario, and look, we don't even know what would have happened. You know, maybe he would have ended up leaving, or of course right. he may have come back. Because what else were you going to do? But um. I definitely think there was, especially in that Heyman era, I think Heyman would have loved him. Yeah, I agree. He's a fascinating guy. Like his careers, uh, you can talk yourself. I think, I think you can legit, like you, you could legitimately talk yourself into the the fact that that we overrate him because of what happened. I mean, I think you can legitimately, but I also think that you can still make the case that he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's why when Oracle said he was because I think he's such a fascinating one to tr- when when you try to divorce it from and just look at body of work, you can I think lose sight of how great he was in in a weird way, right? I think you were touching that earlier, Oracle. But so to speak to that, but also your thoughts on the whole era thing in regards to Owen, right? So like, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm not even trying to make my top 100, you know, in terms yeah. of just workers, right? Like, yeah. you know, Matt pointed out it's a good it's a good comparison. You know, it's as a great as a great pro wrestler. I mean, he's great, obviously. Um, you know, as a worker, I don't know if he'd make my top 100. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm still kind of leaning no, honestly. But like, I I, I think he is kind of underappreciated in some ways. Um, as far as the era thing goes, I think he definitely would have lasted into the early ruthless aggression years at least. Um, I mean, he would have been around for the alliance angle, which would have been amusing. Um, imagine, imagine Owen and like RVD in a feud. That's 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 interesting. Um, or yeah, like fucking Owen and Booker. Like Owen like and Angle would have been so good, man. And I yes. know Kurt Angle is like a weird topic for us, but like, yeah, I actually lean more towards Kurt Angle was great. So, um, yeah, that would have been something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, like Owen, you know, he he. he I, I think he would have really fit in that era. I'm totally with y'all that Heyman would have probably loved him and, and done some fun, interesting things with him. Like imagine imagine a fucking like like Owen as like a heel, like like the heel Owen that we know with like the classic Eddie baby face and, and Ruth's aggression era. Yep. That would be yeah. a fucking great feud. Like that would be a great feud. Like they're they're like and I mean the matches would probably be great, obviously, 
but like just the storylines itself would just be so fun. The segments would be so fun because they they could. I feel like mm-hmm. they could feed off each other. So I mean, I don't know. They never really. I'm not sure if they ever really interacted. Maybe maybe in New Japan in the early '90s. Maybe. Right. Yeah, they did. I think I was just looking um, at his cage match thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they may have wrestled in their in New Japan and like Super Juniors or something. But like, yeah, man. Like uh, that's a, that's a feud that like that's like a dream feud for me. You know. I agree. I'm still fascinated by the concept of him staying in WCW in 91 because I think he fits that early 90s WCW promotion to like a glove, man. Like, I don't know what I don't know what happens there, but I really do. Like, you wonder how high he could have got there because all he really he only wrestled on TV a couple times. Um, He and Pillman wrestled the Freebirds three times on house shows. And, man, I would love to see one of those matches, even though the Freebirds weren't that good at that point. But um and the match I was talking to you guys about, Joe, I was talking to you earlier. He wrestled him and he teams with a Ricky Morton on a WCW main event in a squash match. And Pillman cuts a promo for him, which is just fucking hilarious to me. Um, yeah, I wish, I, I really wish you'd have stuck around there. I think that would have been really interesting. Um, obviously, we wouldn't have got the Brett Owens. St- oh, well, I guess you you throw that, you know, the butterfly effect. Brett probably goes to WCW if Owen stays there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. actually really interesting. To, <laughs> that's not something I want to dive into now, but man, that would—that's actually really fascinating oh, to think about. Yeah, they're, they're, I love though. You know, we've done them before. Right? They're, they're always an interesting thing. I, I think with Owen, it's—I mean, it's, it's under sense has a unique career, right? Like it's—it's a, it's a really—it stands alone in, in in the worst way possible, but in other ways too. Like the the fact that I don't want to dis dis. Um, dismiss his WF stuff before the Brett feud, but like I think we lose sight of how much that feud catapulted him to the top of the card. I really do think we forget how where he was before and after. It's it's night and day. You mean um, high energy? Yeah. Indeed, right? So can I tell you a story about high energy? Please do. Okay, so my sister and I, let's see, that would have been what is that, 92, 91, 92? Mm. So I would have been 11. My sister would have been nine. And we fucking loved High Energy. And so we go to our first ever house show, first ever live event, never seen live wrestling before in our lives. And not even kidding. Like, that's one of the teams we were like, that's we were there to see fucking Owen and Coco beware. And like, that's how wrestling is when you're a kid. Like, you don't know. Like to them, they're they're all stars. Yeah. Owen wasn't there. And fucking Virgil replaced him. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so That's it was brutal. Coco and Virgil. But yeah, I've never forgotten that story. Like oh, that. Oh man, God, that rose. <laughs> I just thought of something. That's that's a great story, Matt. And I've got to transition into a Virgil story. Oh no. So, so I was on a spring break. Uh mission trip to help in college uh for like to like i don't know help kids in like the bronx or whatever and we were and like we were we were walking around times square midday it's march 2013 a few weeks before wrestlemania you know not 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 long before wrestlemania 29 in new york probably about probably about three weeks maybe two and a half weeks before I'm walking around Times Square, and I look around. And I see somebody I recognize. I said, "I, I said, eh, yeah, that guy looks that guy looks familiar." This motherfucker, Virgil's out here, fucking pedaling 
out here in Times Square, like just by himself, like well, you know, I, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but he had to be like, "Hey, I'm Virgil, former WWE superstar. Take a picture with shit. me, some shit." Like out there in Times Square, like, and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm seeing this right now. Like, God, it's gonna ruin Gallows <laughs> is doing that in ten years. You know, it's just, and this is gonna, this is really sad, but like. It's just dawned to me that, like, there'd be a non-zero chance that, like, Owen would still be, like, popping up on indie shows and doing, like, fucking, um, you know, those those kind of matches that the older guys do now where it's, like, this big... The saddest show. thing, dude, is... Like, he'd be 56, like... Because I, I do think he would have left for his kids, but, I mean, his kids would be grown now, so the, he, there's the chance he'd be popping up and doing weird shit and fucking, like... Wrestling Nick Gage. <laughs> the thing that fucking sucks is like, and Britt, I think you seen his book, but he said it somewhere where he's like, it dawned on him very quickly that if he was still there, there's no way Owen's doing any of that shit. And yeah. like, that's so brutal, right? Because yep. like, it's true. This is, you know. I mean, I think, weird. and like, look, this is, I, I mean, I think if that doesn't happen, of course, we don't know if Brett gets hurt, but I think Brett would have ended up going back and finishing his career Rick. there. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Because that, I mean, obviously that's such a major, and he ended up going back anyway, but like, I don't know, man. That's like, it's, I mean, I was watching that show live. I don't know if any of you guys were, but like, I think you guys are probably too young, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was about six, six, six or seven months before I started even really watching. So I, I didn't see it. Just after my 18th birthday. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, see, this is the thing, and it's it's brutal, right? We talk about Owen, and we, we always end up back in the same place because there's no – it's such a, um unparalleled, you know, infamous, awful moment in wrestling history. It's very hard to talk about without wondering what should have been, you know? Yeah. Not what could have been, what should have been, right? Let's be honest. So it's, it's, an, it's, it's sad, I – it's going to be legitimately awesome to see him get honored, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm I sure agree. they'll get like footage from New Japan. And look, I'm an idiot. Like, did he was he in a mask in New Japan? I don't believe he was. I don't okay. think no one was. I don't think so. Which that makes it even better. Like, I don't think yeah. he was. No, because I'm sure I, they'll get access to that. You know, we'll get like the video package, and um, I think that tournament's going to be really cool. Um, you know they're going to do it right. I, I agree. I saw people say it in the chat, and I thought at the second they announced it, I think Kevin Steen wins that tournament, the first, the first tournament. I think that's a no-brainer, Former depending Ring on when you do What's that? Former Ring of Honor champion. He's retired yeah. professional wrestling. Kevin yes. Steen. He's been out of the ring. Yeah. Um, I don't think that – I mean, maybe they do it before the end of the year, but I don't think they will. Um, yeah, I hope that's a really substantial thing. Like, I saw people in the chat say 32 guys and have it stretch out over a couple. I would be all for that. Absolutely, yeah. That would be the, awesome. That's not the kind of thing we see on American TV. We haven't seen something like that in a long time. Um, and, and fucking throw, like, Lee Johnson and Lee Moriarty and yeah. Daniel Garcia and fucking right. Stallion Rogers and all the other fuckers in there. You could do a like, fucking – you could do, yeah. like, a whole – you could do 64 men and fucking do matches on – at Universal and like you could put that across your whole product for two months. I have a I have a question to put a bow on this on this topic. Who is the best modern comparison for Owen? Oh, that's a good one. I I have a fun one. This is not me being ironic. I'm being sincere. I think since she's turned heel, Bailey has found a lot of Owen. 
Hill Owen is a very, very rich, I think, in Bailey's Hill work, personally. I, I think that's a great call, that's and I would not have thought of that, but I actually yeah. immediately think you're onto something there. Just always, you know, and it's that idea that you can be kind of silly and goofy, but you work with such a credible edge that you, you always remain a player. You know, that's kind of, to me, the, the link there. Um, that's an issue. I can't, I can't think of anyone in AEW who fits that bill because they don't really do the goofy – not that that's part of his. That's part of his yeah, Owen was legitimately right? goofy. Like he was not afraid to show ass. Like Cash is Cash is too. You know, it dawned on me. I'd never really thought about it before. Like everyone does the brainbusters for FTR, but like they're really the very short-lived on and Eaton team, right? Because like if you bless Cash, his personality. <laughs> He's very much the modern take on on Bobby, and I mean, he's just people. He's beloved, and Dax is the kind of you know hard nosed, more aggressive edge of the team. He's the promo of the team. Yeah, that's a really fair point. Dave brings up in the chat. Omega is kind of goofy. That's an interest. That's actually an interesting. Omega's not a bad comp. Yeah, that's not a bad comp. <laughs> now that he, now that he says it, yeah. Omega's very different in ring because right. like Owen's strength in ring to me anyway was that. He was such a natural fundamentals guy, and like, he's so smooth. Kenny's not like Brian said at that time, right? He's like, you can't even see the inspiration for Kenny. He just does his own thing or yeah. whatever. That's the one. I, in terms of broad strokes, I like it. Ethan Page is interesting. I don't think we've seen that side of him in AEW. I think there's something to it. In ring again, tough fit. Ethan definitely can be a goof and be silly. I don't think it's natural, but I like it. Um, I, I think I think I, I, I'm kind of going a little. I mean, it's, I know I'm I'm staying on the Owen topic, but I always appreciated. And I mentioned this before one time, like months ago. Owen like working like desperately trying to work a straight match during Vince Russo booked WWF was yeah. always a treat. Like Owen's like you know trying to like work like this you know like basic pro wrestling match and fucking Vince Russo's booking like getting in the way. It's just bless Owen for like desperately trying to be a pro wrestler. And and fucking Vince Russo is like <laughs> Sammy Zayn's really good. I like that comp. Mm-hmm. Sammy Zayn is great. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I w- I would like to see Sammy more often find the balance he had in a couple of those recent Owens matches where he combines the shtick with like being a great professional, which he still can be. Sometimes yeah. I mean there was a while there, brother, where he was wrestling like Bobby Heenan. It was it was insane. He was like a full manager. Um yeah. He recently, I haven't watched, you know, all of the stuff, but as of late, that's a really great, the double slammy gimmick. There you go. Yeah. I saw someone bring up that Kevin, that Owens lost to Riddick Moss tonight. Is that true, Bob? No, uh, he got a, Corbin was doing a talk show and Riddick Moss is his uh, heavy now or whatever, and they beat up. Yeah. It's so, that is so, I knew they were going to do this, and I don't want to, it made me, I guess you can't exaggerate about one night, but I, I feel pretty confident they're going to try to bury him on his way out. Yeah. And, and I don't, it's like, it's going to have the exact opposite effect of what they want it to have. Like, that's just going to make people, that's just going to make this fan base even more excited to fucking get him and yeah. have him stop doing that shit. Like, this does, doesn't work anymore. Why does Baron Corbin have a heavy? He should be the heavy. Yeah. Well, mm, yeah. Also, his uh, Riddick Moss. 
Yeah. Also, this talk show is called Happy Happy Talk, which is very close to the name of this program. Yeah, we need to we need to send a cease and desist about that. Yeah, be honest, guys. I really don't think that Happy Talk is close to the late night grin at all. But you know, (laughs) different. different Can you let's have a bit here? Good lord. Huh? A bit? A bit? A bit? You say? That is a bit for you. That Reese one guy, right, that, like, that one fan with the sideburns looks like Jack Sack. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, and I didn't know if that was. Oh, my God. Yeah. God that... That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was going to bring that up, but I don't know if everyone knows who that is, so I wasn't going to do it. Um, that fucking rose. I didn't even. I didn't even. <laughs> But yeah, they're built like Reese said. They're building natural sympathy for these guys on their way out the door. It's fucking incredible. They just keep playing right into AW's hands over and over again. That's incredible how great that was. I'm sorry, I've lost my completely. Um, we have about half an hour here. Anything, anything else you want to touch on, guys? Or are we gonna just slowly let this thing die? Real quick, that Owen Shamrock feud. I didn't get to. I didn't rewatch any of those matches, but like. Those fascinated me when I was when I would like get like SummerSlam '98 yeah. on like you know from like Blockbuster or whatever. Like the fucking is is that the one where they have the the dungeon match in the in the heart dungeon? Well, Which one is that? Is 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 that fully loaded or is, or is that SummerSlam? Uh, 1998. Uh, they do Lions Den at SummerSlam, and the dungeon is uh, I believe a couple months before. Fully loaded. Yeah, that's right. Before I started watching fully again. So that's a that's a blind spot for me. Fed did. I mean, yeah, but um, did you guys like Jared and Owen? I remember liking that team, but see, I'm 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 literally going for my memories. I don't rewatch any of this stuff. I remember liking the team at the time. I have said this before, and I don't know if it's a good take. I don't care. I have no clue why Jeff Jarrett spent his whole career being a heel. I assume it's because no one liked him. I don't know. Yeah. I think his work is so much better as a babyface. And anytime I have to watch him just be like, dude, it's just Jeff, Jeff and, and Lawler versus the Moondogs, 92. Yeah. Incredible feud. Early like, 90s Jarrett Memphis babyface fucking rules. Well, I think it's because he he was aware that his ceiling on the card was higher as a hill because he would never be a top babyface for one of the big promotions. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. Because he always says on his pod, like, I'm the guy that works for the guy. But it's like, he was never good as, like, the Ric Flair cosplay dude. You know? Like, he was actively boring in that role. I don't, mm. I don't know. I, I just think that's probably not the answer he was looking for. I don't, the team, I don't love it. But again, Austin that's... refusing to work with him is still one of the funniest things of all time. <laughs> every time he comes up on that pod, Jeff, like, just completely swallows his own asshole. It's incredible. Like, he's like, yeah. I think we're fine. Bob, it's funny, right? Oh yeah. Um, what are you doing over there, Bob? You tweeting the sleepy gif again? No, not yet. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm not that. T- you know, the thing is, after we get off these, I stay up for like two more hours. Which <laughs> I do too, usually. What was the tweet oh, that Bob shit. sent? What was that really lovely tweet that Bob sent? Oh, you mean the one that we both parried? I don't think he ever saw. No, I didn't. Oh, hang on. 
This is we didn't. Incredible. We actually didn't parry it. We just copied it and pasted it. And oh, it are you talking about? Oh yeah, I tweeted that too. Yeah, did you? There you go. Here yeah. yeah, yeah. We're all just out here trying to make it, and someday we will. Good night, friends. Do you remember tweeting that, Bob? I do. See, I try to be nice, and look where it gets me. We weren't making fun of you. We just all copied it and tweeted it ourselves as well. To, that was a good sentiment. I want you to explain it, Bob. I mean, it, it kind of uh, is self-explanatory, right? You know, everyone's just... Uh, was that because you thought Wednesday's show was really bad? I mean, it wasn't good. <laughs> now, now that we're almost done with this one, that was actually good. Like, we can agree that that one wasn't very good. This one's been a lot closer to the original program where we talk about wrestling. Yeah. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shoot looks unsold on this program. <laughs> no, I, I liked it. I didn't hate Wednesday's show. Wednesday was hilarious. We had some great time. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday was fine. It was fun. It's just um, our, yeah. There's nothing that, that we enjoy more than putting ourselves over. <laughs> Right. Just um, fucking sharing clips of our own content to each other for two days after we have a show. <laughs> a show that we all agreed was one of our weaker shows. Incredible. Oh, man. Um, shoot, you've actually not, like, I haven't put the ball in your hands much. We have half an hour, half an hour here. What, what would you like to, is there anything on your mind? Would you like to bring anything to the table here? In, oh, uh, was, that, was that a show they did on the Fed? What was that show that Corey Graves did with Dipshit Rosenberg and, and JBL? Remember that show? Oh, oh God. What, what was, was that called? That? Bring it to the table. I'm yes. so... Yeah. Yeah, God. God, man. Do you remember that stuff? That would be like a, a like a big thing on Twitter when that would drop and it would be like, he said this. <laughs> Let's talk about the AEW Women's TBS Championship. Okay. Do we think that's happening? I mean, I would assume, but I don't um. It's an interesting choice. I'll say that. I would do a. T- I think I would do a tag titles before I would do a secondary women's I title. Say, yeah. But I, I think, think it could work because I think we've seen with the NWA women's title how effective that can be. Having like a workers, Serena was just the TV champ basically. You know. Yeah. Yeah, work. I mean, I definitely think it could work. I, I, I think, again, and it's it's weird because we just talked about like doing a tournament for it would be awesome. Um, I really like. <laughs> Rebuilding's not the right word, cause but like fascinated by Ruby being the first one to win that title, like. But we got to see how she's just, like. Is she gonna stay over like she's been like you know as she's first been here? Um, so I think Thunder Rosa and, and Britt is coming relatively soon. I I personally would headline the first TNT special with Britt and Thunder Rosa. Um, I don't think I don't think. You can headline a pay-per-view with the women yet. Um, but I think you could headline a TNT special, and I think that would mean something. Um, I did like that uh, Britt and uh, Ruby was the main event on Wednesday, and they didn't really make a big deal about it. Yep. Um, which and I and I, I felt I feel like people were taking shots at WWE with that, and I don't feel like I feel like WWE's past that too. Like their women main event stuff, but Bob, they don't make a big deal about that anymore, do they? No, not anymore. Yeah, so I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna. I certainly take shots at the Fed, but I try, I try to take shots that are actually, you know, correct. Um, in my personal opinion, I don't feel that one's correct. There definitely was a time when they were doing that. Um, you know, they would put the women in a big spot and then they would spend a month, you know, sucking their own dick about it. Um, but, yeah, I 
it's a lot. I guess it's a logical progression from where I think they're going, which I do think is more emphasis on the women's division. I don't. I genuinely don't believe that it's going to be to the level that that the people that are making the argument want it to be. Um, and not just, you know, we talk about the people who are being disingenuous, but they're legitimately people who just like women's wrestling and want there to be more on AEW. And I don't think they're going to get to the level that they want. Um, but I do think we're going to see more. Um, I, I, you, I genuinely see the effort there. Um, mm-hmm. They need to get sheet on TV. Um, that one's so glaring. Like you got to figure something out, get her on television. Like that's just getting, it's getting embarrassing almost. I think there's a reason for it. I think she's going to be a heel and be that win this title and be a real bit, uh, disrespected. That would work too. Yeah. I think they're, they're too aware of their audience to just keep doing this without knowing. I really believe that. That's fair. I really love, you know, I talk a lot about, uh, King's commentary. Um, and a lot of it is the mad King. Yeah. A lot of, look, a lot of the stuff with King and Paul White, if we're being truly honest, it's, it's kind of ironic. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily always putting the product over that well, but when Sheeta's in there, fucking King puts her over. Fucking calls her the measuring stick and the what's the other one he uses all the time? He got really mad when Shivani was like, "She's a great woman's wrestler," and he was like, "She's a great wrestler, you yeah. piece of shit." In fairness, though, shit. Like, remember when Tony called Eddie a dumbass? Yeah. Oh god, great. that was so really great. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, though, like this be real. The YouTube shows. Like, oh yeah, I'm not saying it. I know you don't care, but like yeah. putting the product thing over. Like when it's on YouTube, it's. Like, I, I guess what I'm saying is they're not a, they're not a good commentary team in the tra- traditional sense. They're a Hell different no. type. Of, yeah, the same thing with Excalibur and Taz. Like they do shit on the dark commentary that you would never have been allowed to do on. Like, yeah, uh, Taz fucking just talks over entrances and, and it's he fucking rules. But this, these these universes, he's been crazy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You right? Yeah, I'm good. I was looking at something real quick. What are you looking at, Pervert? My God. Wow. <laughs> you went to that real quick. Well, it just felt like it felt like it needed a bit of energy in your in your delivery there, but I'm sorry, I was trying to help um Candace and Dakota are interesting names, Reese. Um Dakota. You gotta remember with Candace though, is I mean she's probably not gonna wrestle for a couple years now, guys. Like that's that's a year for her. Yeah. And I and she may not wrestle again, and I don't like she may not want to. I'm not saying I don't know anything. I'm not, but you know, you that you have to accept that as a real thing. Like, she may be content to to be done. Shoot, how much did it pop you that I sent you a picture earlier of me playing Roderick Strong versus Jonathan Gargano AEW Rampage on WWE 2K19? That was incredible. <laughs> God bless. Well, everyone's known I've downloaded about 50 AEW wrestlers for that video game and sat and played matches with Roderick Strong. <laughs> My ideal scenario, Reese, for the women is that they get Kyrie Sane to come back, um, which I feel like is not impossible. Um, I don't know what her contract status is with WWE. I'm sure she's under some kind of deal, I would assume, because she does still do stuff for them over there. Um, but I know, I mean, we know for a fact that fucking that's Kenny wants 
Kyrie and AW. Um, if she wants to wrestle, that would be such a perfect. Yeah. And like we've talked about a million times, like I think it's a real thing that she didn't really want to live over here. I mean, I think that's part of why she left. But you don't have to live over here. She can come over here for a month or six weeks and, you know, go back. And she doesn't need to be here all the time. Um, have you heard any of these rumors about the Columbus screw job that may be planned to take place this Sunday night? That no. WWE Extreme Rules Clash of Champions. Is this no. a gimmick? Um, there are rumors that this Sunday night at Extreme Rules Clash of Champions, when the Queen Charlotte Flair slaps on the figure eight, Sonya, Sonya Deville and uh, Adam Pearce are going to immediately ring for the bell. Immediately. And then the Fiend Air Selects of Bliss will spit in, in Adam Pearce's face and write AEW in the air. When I was at the State House rally earlier today, I did hear that. Look at Oracle. He really thought I was going to say something useful there. <laughs> and then and then the next day, Tony Khan will log on and be like, marathon over, fuckers, and just tweet that Lexi is all elite graphic. Uh, and I'll I, actually I, walk I, the I streets. I forgot what show I'm on. I forgot what show I'm on. You really thought I was going to do a scoop at two hours and 40 minutes <laughs> no, into this show? <laughs> I didn't think you were going to give a scoop. I mean, it's I, entirely I just... possible that you know you would just forget you weren't supposed to say it. <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to I didn't think I was getting a scoop. I just thought I'd miss rumors that were public. <laughs> Can we talk about that? I'm not going to give away the part, obviously, but there's something funny in this. Shoot sent a screenshot of his timeline. It was one tweet after the other, okay? And one was Sean Rossap, bless his heart. <laughs> a, he had wrote a novel about how great the Sonya Deville Naomi program was. Uh. And he was like, this is beautiful television, this is masterful. And then the tweet underneath it on Shoot's timeline was, the Oracle arresting this Naomi angle sucks. <laughs> it does. It fucking sucks, dude. Not any good. It's incredible. <laughs> I love stuff like that so much. Like, like Tape Machines is probably the best it, where you'll scroll through and it'll be like going one way and Tate was like, this fucking sucks. I meant to tell you something and I wanted to, let me find this because I wanted to know, I wanted to see if you knew this because I bet you probably don't. Um, oh, no. Let me find it because it's been a couple days. The difference is Tate Machines is a poet because the shit he says is so fucking funny. So the way funny. He, the way he yeah. puts it out, like, I, I can't do that. Like that's tape, tape tweeted a couple days ago that Brian Danielson should have made one of those prison videos. But it's just a nice man who has been a model inmate whose time is now up, collecting his things and shaking hands with everyone on the way out with a smile on his face. <laughs> and and uh, our our guy Tony Khan smashed the like button on that. One. <laughs> I truly think, legitimately, I think he's the greatest count in wrestling Twitter. Yeah, he's pretty great. It fucking he rules that Tony Khan follows him. <laughs> He just pops me, and it's like he sometimes he'll say he'll say nothing. It's just the way he phrases it. There's a poetry to it. It's beautiful, man. It's just, just one. Yeah, he's very guy. good. Um, he rules so much. He'll never say this, and probably thinks we all suck. It's fucking so good. <laughs> but that thing you sent me, what you said about Roman. <laughs> like the, the Roman stuff's fascinating. Because it's like, oh God, we're gonna get ourselves but, in trouble hold now. On, hold on, oh, seriously though, Roman. I'll say this. The character stuff, I, I, I'm tired of it. Not so much Roman's part. <laughs> Look on Bob's face. No, hold on, hold on, Bob, hold on. Not, not so much, not so much Roman, as is Heyman's. Yes, yes, 
my tribal chief. This <laughs> yeah, horrible, horrible Shakespearean shit. Like I, 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 I used to like you know have to study Shakespeare in high school and shit. And, like you, you go to those like those like random like county plays. It's like fucking Haman's up there like playing like the fucking. <laughs> Did you see? Like, Bob took a drink of his water and like side-eyed the camera. Fuck, that was incredible. Did you see the tweet I sent it to shoot earlier? Boss Mars tweeted. This put me so fucking mad. Honestly, at this point, it kind of seems like Roman Reigns is just really depressed. You're the head of the table, man. Why are you so grumpy all the time? <laughs> he's been the champion for 13 months and he's still doing the same shit. Well, the thing is, is it's it, the problem is, is it's the repetition with the character stuff. But I'll say this about Roman: his in ring in the last couple of months has gotten better. Yeah. I think the in like the like like the the uh, Montez Ford match was really good tonight. Although the table spot was fucking funny as shit. I saw that but, clip. That shit, Montez, I, I always feel bad for them when shit like yeah. that happens. I'm not going to make fun of that. The the Montez Ford spot was was or the Montez Ford match was really good. The Finn Balor match a couple weeks ago was really good. I love the Rey Mysterio cage match. Like he's great. Roman's great. It's, it's just, just he's about to be on both their shows all the time. Yeah, he's already on too much because they when they have a great yeah. thing they use it. He's on half an hour every week. It's brutal, and there's no development of it either. Uh, Bob, your fault, bootlicker. Yeah, no, I think it's all very fair. Um, I would like him to lose the title to Finn Balor. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I'm, uh, I'm screen capping that and putting it on Twitter. You're done. No, I mean, you know, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe has laid it out in such a way where I think it can, uh, it yeah. can really work. And uh, I, I have a fear, you know, if Roman Brock has the title on the line, that they're going to do something real stupid. If Brock beats him for, I swear to God, yeah, I'll pop I will. I we may have to do a podcast that's just us laughing for like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, wouldn't be ideal. I mean, I don't care. They would be hilarious. That's where you're at too. Shoot, I'd imagine. Don't oh care. yeah, I don't care at all. I'm not do doing sh- a bit. Like I genuinely do not give a shit. Like, like we make. You know, I make my snide comments on here, and I mean that's look. I followed that company for thirty years. Like, of course, I'm gonna fucking be somewhat bitter about it in some regard, but like, I just don't care. Like, dude, dude, look at this chat. Bob is about to redeem Oracle. Bob has come alive. Look at this one. Look, he's gonna beat his chest like Sting. Bob beat your chest like Sting. I don't know what I did. I was just drinking my water, but I'm glad it popped everyone so much. Bob Bob (laughs) bot activated. I'll have Um, to go back and watch it, but there's more here. Hang on, there's more Bob content. Uh, what where we got? Fuck it's great when the chat just really focused on Bob. Look at this one. Bob's about to tighten those two knee braces and shoot on Oracle. The visual, the visual of him tightening fucking knee braces. Oh, we need to get you two of those Austin knee braces and have you just start wearing them to shows. And you have to, but you have to wear those weird jean shorts he would wear also with them. <laughs> here's here's the important question, and, I, and I'm sure, and I, and I think Joe really cares about this more than anything. Is great, Matt. How many yards is Travion Henderson going to have tomorrow? Great, big big four on mind. He's probably going to play the first half, but That's I would guess true. probably like 150. There you go. Yeah. Stroud's not playing tomorrow, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, I think McCord's going to steal the job, guys. 
Uh-oh. Think so? Well, it's funny. That's been a topic because, like, it's Akron. And so, you know, guys are going to be wide open all game. Mm-hmm. But, like, Stroud's been missing wide open receivers all year. So, like, big receivers being open hasn't been a problem. Yeah. I don't know. Because they don't – do they put Penn State this year? Yeah, it's a couple weeks away. They got okay. a couple – they got, they got Maryland – um, and they got, they got Rutgers and then Maryland before Penn State. So oh, Maryland's gotta, been pretty good too, though. They got to get their shit figured out, man. I think Penn State and there's one other game on the schedule that I'm slightly worried about now. Which one, Iowa? No, I'm not. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they they uh, got to get through Wisconsin first. I think uh, I think uh, they have too much talent. They'll get it figured out by the end of the year. They're not going to win the championship or anything. I know that point, but no, that's going to be Alabama. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even sure South Carolina can beat Kentucky tomorrow. It's at home, maybe. I. I don't think we're as good as they are. I mean, Kentucky's not even that good. They barely beat my alma mater. Maybe we can beat them. But Joe, who does Spurs play tomorrow? They play Arsenal on Sunday. Confirmed. Okay. Big game. Um, their stadium is filled tomorrow, though, by myself and many others for the uh, unified heavyweight title fight, which is going to be a big Harry deal. Cross. I won't, I, don't, I won't bring that up here because I don't like to talk about stuff that I feel uninterested in. You know, uh, <laughs> wow. You know. Um, <laughs> I did it. I I did it to pop uh, Matt and Bob. Nice work, bro. That was just, great. It's very easy for me to do. I just it's right there. I can post the call. Yeah, I had to fucking log into like a separate browser and because I had to create a different YouTube account so that people would know it was me because my display name doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this shit. Bob Ryan says now you know how they felt about ROH. Fuck. It's fair. Professional <laughs> wrestling podcast. What is that? It's bullshit. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's turn this, hot let's, shit. Let's let's turn this around. Let's. Uh, my animator. I look like my dad when he was a teacher. You do this show. Um. Let's 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 end the last twelve minutes and talk about what what we if we have any predictions about what's going to happen next week in the AEW All Elite Fleet. Any predictions for the matches announced? Anything that TK? You think you got anything up his sleeve? The debut of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Any angles? (laughs) Imagine the show started and just glassed out. (laughs) I know. I think honestly, I I'll be real. We are. I'm kind of dreading Dynamite in the sense that I just I don't know how heavy they're going to go in terms of making me, you know, remember the Brody stuff and get really sad. Mm, I don't know. They may not at all. I don't know. Um, they got to do something. But they may, like, just do it for the live crowd. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. Um, if, I'll be honest here. If it's Bray Wyatt, if they sign Bray and, like, Bud Matt works the impact, I'm probably going to walk the streets for a couple of hours. I'm going to let it play myself. out. I mean, yeah, you are. But, like, your instincts are the exact same as mine, which is, what the fuck, Tony? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm – I'm, and, of course – I'm doing it out of necessity, but I've really talked myself into this idea of like Buddy going to Impact for a year and having a good run, and then oh no, it's objectively yeah. a good. Like, if he's actually doing it, it's an objectively good decision on his part. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like it, but I'm just saying, fucking Wyndham. 
But it's also entirely possible that we're fucking doing all this Wyndham shit and then Hangman's going to show up and we're just going to lose our fucking minds. That's kind of what I think is that, like, ultimately it's just going to be Hangman again. You know, he'll uh, get the Dark Order kind of back together on the same page and then go back to Omega because that has to be the match of Full Gear, right? You would think, but there's no guarantees, man. It's true. It could be Danielson. Anything can happen in the Older Lake fleet. They should, True. They should, they should uh, 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 do do a punk hook angle. Let's, oh let's wow! I would have hook debut and run directly into the GTS and get pinned in five seconds. <laughs> and then I'd walk out. If I was the head booker, I'd walk out onto the ramp and be like, "If you ever try and get one of these fuckers over again without my permission, that's what will happen." Okay, I'd warn everyone. But I am simply built different. Tony will probably have him go twenty-five minutes with CM Punk. <laughs> Jesus, man! Like Joe just went like full Vince there. That was the bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Oops. I missed the bit there. I blew that again. <laughs> I we're blew just like it in up. fucking. We're in a rare form right now. Oh, by I the blew way, blew that again. <laughs> by, by the way, hold on, hold on. Jungle Boy versus. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Here's the thing is, um uh, I didn't think I didn't think Adam Cole was that great in WWE, but I think he's really turned the corner in these three weeks and he's been <laughs> both your folks. Uh yeah, I would agree. Uh it's it is a bit different that he's actually I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's, there's no need for it, is there? Bob, no. do you think that being the TNT champion is a step down from being the NXT champion? Yes. No. No, I mean, you know, the thing is, um, AEW actually like runs stadiums and stuff and not a warehouse of 200 people. Um, so just that alone is a difference. Oh my God! You have got to be kidding me! Holy! <laughs> See, that was layered because that is a warehouse. That, that looks like shit, much like NXT. But also, that is my sincere reaction to Bob going in that direction. You know, you've got to be kidding me! Oh my God! Do you know how much Christ. it was like? Whatever he says. They were gonna fucking. They suggested changing Adam Cole's name when he got what called do you up. Think to it would have been Cool Adam, Billy, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bay Bay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the funniest B name you could put with like, Brian Bay Bay? <laughs> how great would it be if like? Can you imagine like Cole resigns and they call him up and Vince is just like, look. We're not doing this baby shit anymore. <laughs> you realize it's spelled B A B Y, right, pal? <laughs> Say baby. Come on now. He didn't do the story time with Adam Cohen in NXT, right? I'm am I wrong about that? I don't remember it. I mean he like brought that back immediately. <laughs> yeah. I think he did, man. Did he? He probably oh, did. Who knows? Chat, fill us in here. Don't. Um, look at this. Not. Did we not pitch this on television? Yeah. Television. Fucking ah! <laughs> 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 television. But Ron TNT. Good shit. The uh, Adam Cole C O L E and you have a pickaxe. Yeah, that was. That's a great bit. Um, 
And it's so great, too, because that literally came, like, that's a direct quote from him. Yeah. And yet they're still like, that's not true. That's bullshit. Well, on, in fairness to them, though, shoot, like, they're not known to misuse guys or present them in a particularly, you know, odd fashion, are they, generally? That's fair. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like, well, that's part of the brainstorming process. Sometimes that thing, sort of thing, happens. But then I'm like, oh yeah, Michael Cole, they 100% would have not had two people with the same name. I think it's fascinating that it's okay for um, for them to present shit ideas to the wrestlers, but if the wrestlers present shit ideas to them, then they're losers. And no, but hang on, hang on, hang on. but. None of that Chelsea Green stuff ever would have made TV, right? That's almost as bad as when all those fans used to pitch that Alexa should be Sister Abigail. Like, that shit would never... Or do you remember when fans used to be like, Bailey should turn heel? <laughs> Fucking dogs. She sells merchandise, dipshit. Turns heel immediately. Everyone's like, yeah, great idea. Love it. So full of shit. I mean, I do, way, I do. Do you realize that people used to tell me that NXT was good and they've now convinced themselves it was bad all along? Did I tell you about this? I've heard about that. Yes, it's I'm crazy. Cheer, cheer for the Oregon Ducks, right? No clue, no clue. That's going. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> is that is that really heavy heavy duty stuff there that Oracle's just laid out? Mm, it's fine. He's just <laughs> making fun of me because Ohio State lost to Oregon. Oh, okay, I thought it was problematic for a moment there. We can't no. have that sort of content on our program. No, man, we don't we don't do shit like that. Matt, where is? Hang on, hang on a minute, Bob. Reset it. Roman should be a heel. Do you remember that one you used to get dunked on? Yeah. Turn Roman heel, turns heel, best heel in professional wrestling, apparently. Amazing. Incredible yeah. it works. Sorry, uh, uh, Matt, where's your other hat? Did it not come yet? It hasn't come yet. No. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> what if that was my bit? Is I just said that every week and I never actually ordered it? <laughs> <laughs> That's so inside. Almost as inside as Jack Crosby showing up on the Distraction Podcast and discussing directly with me a group chat video. <laughs> <laughs> the distraction podcast is at like 5,000 views or something and Jack Crosby legitimately comes on he's like Joe do you want to explain that fucking video you sent to me last night <laughs> people are like what it ruled so much and most I, I know a lot of you guys are in here so I'm, like I showed up on the fucking distraction spur of the moment literally like forgot that I was at work at the time and should not have been on there um <laughs> So wait, were you at work or were you? Were you? Oh, I work, work at home. I work at home. Okay, so. yeah, yeah. Because I, I forget everybody. Everybody else works at home, and I've been working elsewhere yeah. for. I haven't been in the office since last night. <laughs> sure y'all love it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I get on there, and like the chat is just filled with like shoot in all caps and like everybody losing their mind, and then but then like outside of those however many people. <laughs> Nobody knew who the fuck I was. <laughs> yeah. And then I contributed nothing. What a great that was a great run in. I just what sat there. Man. You know what's great is the last like 15 minutes of that show, the past two weeks, has just basically become this show. It's not ideal. I don't know if that's great, but yes, yeah, so it's definitely a thing that's happened. Um Yeah, I, I I think there's a real case to be made that I've ruined Joe's career in some regard. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I've now got him doing four-hour podcasts the night before he's supposed to do his actual podcast, and then he has nothing yeah. to talk about. Um, yeah. Give it a couple more weeks, and I think you have to make the case. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, live by the grin, die by the grim, folks. We're almost it's, at three hours. Um, it's going to be pretty great when Jeremy legitimately asks me to do the distraction. I tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does it with Bob every week. <laughs> I can't. I got to work, man. Bob, 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 Bob and Jeremy is a full-time team. They did it before, right, Bob? Yeah, we had a good time. We, yeah, there you go. That's when we shot the big angle. Yeah. Um, we need to get Devin on there and just have him fucking talk about Lucha. Oh, man. Imagine oh, Jeremy. I'm, I'm bad. Yes. Oh, Fuck. I could tell. <laughs> Please. Just Lambert sitting there like. Jeremy gets upset at me when I bring up something that happened on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all, 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 all I'll do is I say, well, wait a minute. Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you some sort of, uh, I'll just, I'll just tell Jeremy, isn't he supposed to be some, some, you know, important featured writer. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you have yeah. knowledge of lucha wrestling? Lead wow. wrestling writer, exactly. Yeah, Paulie's yeah. there. You go pushing his reputation. Good stuff. <laughs> go on the show and just bury him. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how great you'd be if Jeremy was like. Anyway, we're new, you know, co-host of wrestling, and he, he he sets the whole thing up and he throws it to him, and everyone's just like, "Yes, this week I watched Iron Heart," <laughs> and so just fucking <laughs> just takes a left. Anyway. We're at three hours, guys. We've got to get out of here. Uh, um, many people ask for this is the outro, so I will do it. Um, first, Bob, you take us home. I'll hit the clip, um, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Uh, before I do that, though, Joe, uh, do you know what I call the Good Brothers? Jesus Christ. No, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Holy yes. Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Late Night Grin. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you sometime soon, at the very least next week. Hope you enjoyed Rampage Grand Slam. Thanks for being with us for this short, mere three-hour edition of the Late Night Grim. We will speak soon. All hell.